much can't count all the ways I die for you, girl And all they can say is, he's not your kind They never get tired of putting me down And I never know when I come around What I'm gonna find Don't let them make up your mind Don't you know, girl Take my hand
somebody's birthday and we will we will uh do the proper birthday attire but 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 let me just tell you today is the one day of year i hate being an american i hate it more than anything else in the world today is one of those days i would almost want to pledge allegiance to one of those weird groups that's all got all the consonants in their names because today is the stupidest day of the year Today is the day where we let a big, gigantic, rabie-infested rat decide to tell us what the rest of the weather is going to be like this year. And I'm talking none other than Poxatawney Phil, the groundhog, i.e. it is Groundhog Day. Now, first of all, why don't we have a donkey day? I mean, this would be a better animal to use. Not a fucking rat. By the way, this all started in Gobbler's Knob, which which sounds like the dirtiest place on earth. Hey, what you doing tonight? Well, I'm going to Gobbler's Knob. You're going to knob on some gobblers? It's there in Poxitawney, Pennsylvania. You know what would be better if they rolled out? I'll tell you this right now. If they got rid of Poxitawney Phil and gave us Philly Fetterman. I, I do support fracking, and I don't, I don't, I support fracking, and I stand, and I do support fracking. They turned me loose in the nervous hospital, mm. and I was well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I reckon you were. The Eagles! are so much better than Eagles. So, so if John Fetterman makes sense in the speech, we got spring coming. If he fucks up and he steps all over himself, it's six more weeks of winter. 
Well, we, 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 haven't, we haven't put him in a hole just yet. But I like the idea of that. No, this is the annual event where a bunch of the town elders, a bunch of weirdos that are wearing stovepipe caps and tuxedos and shit, they bring this rabid, infected groundhog, a.k.a. used to be a beaver, and they bring it out, and they show it to the crowd, and he doesn't even get a chance to see his shadow because the sun ain't fucking even up yet. And here's the stupid part. The stupid part is this. People from all over the world descend upon this place for today and this, like, last weekend ceremonies and all-week ceremonies. For a big fucking rat. And if you're wondering, yes, team coverage. The Arnie State Show ain't going to leave you high and dry. Uh-uh. Here you go. We got team coverage. Now on this February 2nd, Punxsutawney Phil, the seer of seers, was awakened from his wintry nap at dawn. Oh, get to it. Dog. Get to it, idiot. Phil looked to the skies and then, no, speaking in groundhog ease, directed this, President Uncle, to the proper scroll, which reads I see the morning has brought the finest people. I see their bravery and spirit. The time has come, I can feel it. The excitement, I can hear it. Bombs away on America. I see the folks with gray in their hair. And I see the kids all young and scrawny. Why don't you let him say it then, asshole? Their eyes and cheeks aglow from the cold, clean air of sweet Punxsutawney. I see that everyone knows their part, and I am merely the sage. But above all else, I see a shadow on my stage. And so, no matter how you measure, it's six more weeks of winter weather. God damn rat. Son of a bitch. We have, we have a two-inch thick ice sheet on all the roads in Texas right now. I had to go out yesterday to buy Copenhagen. I felt like a damn idiot. Let, let, let me tell you how Texas reacts to ice storms. And this isn't a snowstorm. Look, we're pussies in snowstorms too, but this is an ice storm. See, it rains, and then it freezes on the way to the ground, and as soon as it hits the ground, it freezes on the ground or on telephone poles and all kinds of stuff. Our power went out last night at 3.30. I think it was back on at, like, 3.40. Dude, the fucking 7-Eleven by my house yesterday was closed. The gas station at Kroger yesterday closed. Chick-fil-A closed. I had to go to the Tom Thumb Fuel Center to get some old stuff. I didn't care. I had to get some. By the one the one place that was still open, and this made me proud to be an American, especially a Southern American, the one place that was open was the Waffle House. And, and when you call the Waffle House and you say, hey, are y'all open today? You're goddamn right. All right. So now that I got my hatred of Groundhog Day out, stupid as shit. Well, let's rip this rat out of here. Hope it bites you and gives you rabies. I hope you got to get shots in your stomach. Assholes.
where's PETA? I imagine that groundhog don't want to be yanked out of there. Uh, let's say some good morning, shall we? Um, first one here today. Look at that. Hangtown Jen, first one here today. Woo! She says, hoping the shit weather has not wrecked too much havoc on Casa de States. No, it really hasn't. I mean, look, it's icy out there. It's nasty. But, you know, you just get through it. And uh, today, your poop word of the day. And here is your poop word of the day. Instead of saying you're going to go take a poop, say you're going to go push out some paratroopers. There you go, pushing out paratroopers. Man, oh, man, this show. Oh, my lucky stars. Wow, the one and only bratty kid is all up in the house. Paging Dr. Faggot. Oh. Dr. Faggot! Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I hope you have a spectacular day today. She says, happy birthday, bestie. Hope you have a great poop today. We will be getting to that here in just a little bit. Straight fire. Oh, wait. Hold on a second here. We got to get this up here. Um, well, Lordy freaking die! There we go. Straight fire all up in the house. She says, happy third day ask. Good morning, Braddy. And Jenny Rise is in the house. Uh, let's see. Let's do it right here. There we go. How's that honorary doctorate working out for me? Come on now. Uh, no ice today at home, but at least we got a delayed start. Okay. You're out, says Neil. Yes, I played Neil. Today was kind of like the roller skate rink day. You know, we played some Captain to Neil. We played Neil, and then we played that god-awful song from Groundhog Day, but it fit the, it fit the genre, so it was perfect. Um, Hangtown Jen says, happy birthday, Alicia. That's right. Today is Alicia's birthday. We have to wait till she gets here, though, to do it. Hangtown says, Mike says, uh, morning, Arnie, and ass family. Uh, good morning to you as well, my friend. Hey! Konnichiwa, bud! What's up? How's it going? Domo arigato! Around here, we speak American, okay, bud? Uh, Mage says, good morning, ass, and AIG Japanese word of the day is Numachi no Roba. Translation, swamp donkey. Now, what word is donkey? Is, is, is it Numachi or is it Roba? See, I want to try to learn the word donkey in every language. That way I can call people that when I think they're that. If, like, I see a Japanese person doing something stupid, I'm just going to go, Numachi! Unless that means swamp. If it means swamp, then I'm not going to call them a swamp. If it's roba, I'll be roba. I mean, in Spanish, it's burro. I know that one. English, it's, it's donkey. Jackass. But yeah, uh, don't don't. I'm looking to. Uh, I I, I want to Rosetta Stone the shit out of the word donkey. That's what I want to do. Um, <laughs> uh, Hot Mama says Happy Friday Eve. Ass will right back to you. Derek says Good morning, ass family. Derek, we're sending good vibes to you, brother. I know yesterday was a, a rotten fucking day to you, uh, but it will get better. I promise, my friend. Uh, Cowboys girl says Good morning, ass family. Sanchez family says, holy shit, look at them donuts. Well, holy shit, look <laughs> at them donuts. Alicia's, or Cowboys Girl says, it's Alicia's birthday. Happy birthday. Okay, okay. Uh, did anyone just get a serious feeling of deja vu? <laughs> uh, oh, wow, looky there. Oh, man. Woo! The Warbird is in the house. Wake up, happy campers. It's Groundhog's Day. Great song choices. Thank you. 
Fuck Pox Oxitani Phil. Ogre in the house. That was V Coop that said fuck Pox Tony Phil. Uh, Buenos Dias Familia. I have a hankering for smoked groundhog brisket. Yeah. Fucking damn thing. Six more weeks of winter. Uh, it's going to be a good day, and you're so brave for do not turn comments off on your social media. <laughs> uh, let's see, Phil. Uh, Truman Show, been listening to recordings for a while, but it's my first live show. Let's get it, ass. All right, welcome, Truman Show. Woo! Let's all give Truman Show a big live welcome. Fred says, um, good morning. Uh, time to base our entire life around some ground rap that apparently predicts the future. Yeah. Ogre says, I think in the Middle East they pull a Shiite from a hole and see if there's going to be six more weeks of suicide bombings. <laughs> Sounds like a term a hangdown gin would use. My throat hurts from giving this guy gobbler's knob. <laughs> Biscuits and mustard. Mm-hmm. Uh I guarantee the host dresses up as a groundhog and gets fucked by a dog later. Iraz says, it cracks me up how much that you hate this day. Oh, I, I can't. This is so goddamn stupid. It is stupid. I mean, look, look, I put up with a lot of stupid traditions in this country. I, I really do. I, I, I mean, and, and, and I, I tend to look the other way. But this one, I just can't. I just can't. You're pulling a giant rat out of a hole. And it doesn't even get to see a shadow. And here's the even dumber part. I haven't even got to the dumber part. It spawned fucking wannabes. There's Colonel Beauregard in South Carolina. New Mexico Nell, which is some reason in Arizona. I don't know if that one's real. I'm just making shit up. But, but C- Colonel Beauregard is real. Really, you're a knockoff Poxitani Phil? What kind of fucking loser town do you live in? As MGF would, MJF would say, I imagine it's full of a bunch of pores. <laughs> hey, kids, let's go see Colonel Beauregard. You get in the shopping cart and I'll push. Sanchez family's called winner. Ah, uh, but Kroger's open, yeah. Um, let's see. Welcome to the Ass Family Truman Show. Uh, oh, this is bigger on the news here, and we got actual coverage. We can say I was so fucking disappointed. I literally thought it was a wild thing. They would go out in the field and watch him pop out in shadow or not. Not some dramatic performance with Groundhog held hostage and hoisted like King while he's on the fucktards play dress up. And need a poem. What the fuck? Uh, Boner D. Ask, ask, uh, ask Gang. What's up, not gay guy? The paratroopers noted. Uh, Whitewash says, good morning, Arnie, and the rest of the ass family. Roba is donkey. Oh. I swear to God. If I see a bunch of, like, Japanese girls wearing their My Little Kitty fucking backpacks walking, I'm be like, bunch of damn Robas. I'm getting the biggest kick out of watching Bubba. Bubba, Bubba Bubba's riding co-host today because Mama ain't home. Um, but everybody, every time somebody tries to drive down the street, and it's slick as shit here, fucking Bubba gets up and watches. And I think Bubba's laughing on the inside like, what are you stupid people doing? 
I ran out there, crapped on the ice, ran back in. Uh, let's see. A donkey in translation, Asnia, also Asnio. Asnio. Okay, there we go. There's the Italian. Oh, you Asnio. Swoosh says, uh, morning ass family. Welcome, Truman Show, Hangtown Jen. And Straight Fire says, welcome, Truman Show. All right, lots of stuff to get to today on the show. But first, before we get to everything, first, I have to tell you, I watched something last night. I watched wrestling last night. Yeah, it was all right. They didn't have Mark Briscoe on, and I wasn't happy about that, but okay. Left wrestling on. <clears throat> Put your glasses on, Arnie. I know, right? Um, so I, I, I left wrestling on, left it on TBS, and that damn slap fight thing was on. Now, if you have not seen this show, Dana White's slap fight, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's two grown men just slapping the bejesus out of each other. I, I mean, they are they are coming and they are bringing it. But you got to remember, it's slapping. Now, a lot of times when you see these guys get knocked out, and I actually saw a foul called last night called clubbing, and that's when you use the base of your palm. See, that ain't a slap. The slap would have to be from the palm up. And I'm watching this, right? And they're like regular people. These aren't, uh, some of these people travel around, go to bars to, to slap night events or whatever. They're a bunch of damn slap dicks. But uh, I guess they, they, they run the show. Like I, I, and I'm not the world's biggest MMA guy. Like I've never watched a season of The Ultimate Fighter. It's on uh, TBS. This slap fight show on Wednesday nights on TBS. Um, and they, they they all live in the same house, right? So there's all this testosterone from men who like to slap one another. I, I'll get into that here in just a second. But uh, the I saw the greatest, mo- there's some great TV involved in this last night. When the two teams, because I guess it's like Team Slappy over here and then Team Slappy 2 over here. And it showed them go to the gym, and they started to train. Now, I don't know how you train for a slap. I just know how to slap. If I were to slap somebody, I don't need to go to the gym and have a coach teach me how to slap, teach me to keep my feet on the ground. See, I'm not keeping my feet on the ground. I'm stepping through and hi-ya-cha with that. But all I could think about was this. Like, watching it, it would have been so much better if this would have been playing. Look at that guy. He's got a 25-pound weight, and he's swinging it side to side. Oh, he's a slap master. This is the greatest training montage of all sports movies. By the way, if you don't know what it is, it's Rocky IV. When we get to the hook, you'll know it. Mr. Slapnuts, Jeff Jarrett's main sponsor. It should be, but like they're 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 like at the cables and they're they're pulling the cables and they're doing sit-ups, brother.
I just thought of that last night. I was laughing my fucking ass off. <laughs> like, like, dude, like the, the like the the, the the slap fight that I watched, and it didn't make any sense. So, slap fight I watched is against a couple of guys who are like one fifty. They weigh one hundred and fifty pounds. So, me in the third grade. And they're talking, and they're running a little smack talk. And I'm like, wait a second. Y'all are fixing to slap each other. See, a real man would punch another dude. I'm telling you right now, I'm getting disqualified. Because when I, when I rear back, boy, I'm loading that hand, and I am bringing fucking thunder. I ain't going to slap nobody. Wait, you got a fucking duel that's about to happen? I mean, Jesus. So, the 145-pounders, the first guy slaps a, the, the guy, and nothing really happens. I'm like, okay. So then the, the second guy slaps the, the first dude, and he, he, he buckles his knees a little bit. So then the first guy who got his knees buckled on, his first, uh, on that attempt, right, he gets to come back and hit the second dude. Well, this is where the penalty comes on because he clubbed the shit out of him. Now, when you club the shit out of somebody, you pretty much knock them out. Okay, you're making the brain move in the head. That's going to leave you a little woozy. And you get a whopping two minutes to come back. So dude who got knocked out comes back, fucking throws a slap on this dude, and fucking knocks him to the ground. Like, all right. So then, then, then that guy who ain't got a... He, he ain't got nothing to worry about. He brings the fucking lumber, and he knocks the dude, the first dude, down to the ground, and then referee's like, okay, hold on a second. I'm going to count to ten. And he gets to, like, seven. The dude's up. The dude's in his eyes. He's like, follow me, and the guy's following him. He goes, nope, the fight's over. I'm like, fight's over? Courtney, good morning to you. We do need more movies with montages. I was thinking about that. I, I, I mean, it doesn't. This is the greatest montage song. I mean, Rocky, but, well, hold on a second. You know, hold on. Um, let's see something here. Um, there is there is another great Rocky montage. If I can find it. Um, not Eye of the Tiger. Eye of the Tiger was the theme song. It wasn't really the... Um, it wasn't the. Hold on, you know. Oh wait, huh. I know who sang it, and Dan would be so proud of me right now. Hold on a second here. Uh, hold on a second. Ew. from that no well this is a good one take you back no that's not it no god damn you frank stallone i'm looking for the one from rocky three um 
um, when he's when he's racing. Uh, uh, damn it to hell. Let's see. Hold on. Let's see. Rocky Part Three soundtrack. Come on, give me something here. Cause yes, I the tiger is on there. Man, they're not giving me no damn soundtrack for that. Hold on a second here. Well, let's go up here. Let's go to this here computer. Uh, go to the old uh, the tube. Let's go to the YouTube, shall we? Because uh, look, look, they, and, and and another great montage video is the uh, Rocky Rocky Three training montage. Here it is. There's Apollo and Rocky running on the beach. There's no way you don't get in shape for a heavyweight fight running on a beach. That's not it. Come on. No. This was not the montage I'm looking for. There's no easy way out. That's the song I'm looking for. There's no easy way out. Rocky Four? That's oh oh that's after Burgess Meredith dies. Okay, hold on. Let's see. Yeah, this is it. This is the angry montage. There we go. There we go. Uh, not playing with the boys from Top Gun. Well, look, look here. Top Gun. It, Top Gun just has. Th- this is the song. I mean, if that's not motivational enough for you right there, if that don't get your loins moving, I mean, Sir Kenny Loggins. Man, you cannot listen to that song with feeling the urge to run, climb a mountain, or punch something. Ah, look at that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It is the birthday girl herself. I took a dump at work. I pooped on the company dime. I took a dump at work. I do it all the time. The boss man takes my freedom and creativity. The least he can do is when I poo, baby. There you go, and... Alicia. Happy birthday to you. And one more. Well, look, my wife has a rule in her family. When somebody's birthday, sing happy birthday. You ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Alan. No. Happy birthday to you. Come on. We said it already. It's Alicia. She says, good morning, ass fam. Looks like Pakistani Phil is giving us a longer winter. Yeah, that fucking rat. My favorite montage is a bunch of Cubans and Ruskies getting ice in Colorado teens and it ends with one of them screaming, Wolverines! The original was on the other day. Boy, that's one you don't turn off. When you see it's the original one, boy, you, you click on over to that and watch that badass shit. You're thinking of no easy way out. That's Rocky Four when he's driving, remembering Apollo. You're right. 
That, that great montage, though. Holy shit, they just canceled school today. Too much ice on the ground still. Gotta love unprepared roads here. Woo! Alicia says, thank you, friend. Happy birthday, Princess Poop. Happy birthday, Alicia. Happiest of birthdays, Alicia. Uh, Whitewash says, happy birthday. She says, thank you. Not only was it original, it was a great documentary. Oh, it was so good. So good. Now, now that we got birthdays out the way, we got all that kind of stuff out the way, we can start the show And we got to start it with our favorite idiot vice president who is being hammered for the speech she gave yesterday and how she explained a space launch. Which brings me to May 30th, 2020. Bob and Doug returned to the Kennedy Space Center. Bob and Doug McKenzie? They suited up. They waved to their families. And they rode an elevator up nearly 20 stories. Really? They strapped in to their seats and waited as the tanks beneath them filled with tens of thousands of gallons of fuel. From Russia? And then they launched. Yeah, they did. (laughs) Was she talking to a class of retards? They say in the article who she's speaking to, I assume a group of three-year-olds. Why why do they parade this woman in public? She... she's really, really stupid. What else do we know about this population, 18 through 24? They are stupid. That is why we put them in dormitories. (laughs) And they have a resident assistant. Where is your resident assistant? You know, I I, I gotta tell you, as the time drips away in our lives, thanks to these two morons ruining, I'm sorry, running our country, um, you really have to ask yourself, which one is dumber? And and I and, and I hate to say it's Kamala, but see, with Joe, at least there can be some senility there, some old age. Some rust. You know, right, look, Joe's had a rough life. He's had to raise Hunter. And, oh, we got a Hunter Biden story next. But um, we're, I, we have the two dumbest people running our country right now. Or at least they're making it look like they're running our country. Everybody knows how a space launch goes stupid. And see, a part of me says, you know what? They can't be that stupid, especially her. And do you know what I think that was yesterday? I don't think that was her stupidity coming out, no. Because Kamala Harris has this air to her. This air that she's better than everybody else. And let's remember how she rose to prominence. She started sucking Willie Brown's dick. That's how, when Willie Brown was the mayor of San Francisco, she went to Gobbler's Knob on him. And lo and behold, she becomes uh, the Attorney General of California. 
She has this air that she's better than everybody else. And I think the way she was trying to explain that yesterday, she was talking down to people. Because she does have a habit of that. I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. Now, that was in front of a group of leaders and business people. Do you think they needed all that? Or do you think, and we all know all it is is virtue signaling at its finest. Why don't we outlaw virtue signaling? Virtue signaling has has single-handedly crippled this country with horseshit and bullshit and all this wokeism and all this crap. They went through the candy cane forest, passing the swirly, twirly gumdrops. Then they launched. It sounded like that. So that's how an astronaut gets to space. Thank you, Dr. Retard. And, and here's the thing. They, they continue to rub society's nose in the fact that there's still a lot of people out there that don't believe they won the election fair and square. And they, look, look. It doesn't matter they're in office, okay? Will we ever know? Probably not. You know, of all the rampant fucking cheating that was involved. But hey, whatever. They're in office. But this is them just rubbing their nose in it. Talking to Americans this way. Treating Americans this way. She has never once given a speech where she didn't sound like she was talking down to the entire class. And let me tell you, hon... You aren't smart enough to talk down to this class, especially on this show. We see through that bullshit all the time. See, we would ask questions. This this is what I love about this new form of media out here. I, I love it for the fact that there are people that are doing podcasts that aren't afraid. Well, they aren't too afraid. See, I'm not afraid. I'll go. I'll fucking just, I'll throw it all there. I ain't worried. Come after me. Come on, get me. I got plenty of skeletons in the closet. And I'll answer for every single one of them. So many people are worried about getting canceled, worried about getting removed, worried about this, worried about that. The reason why people are getting canceled, it, to me, this is a fascinating thing. When people were getting canceled for the Me Too movement stuff, I understood that. I, I, I could, I could I, you know what, I could sign off on that. People like Harvey Weinstein getting canceled, getting book, booted out of the, the elite of the elite. Okay. I mean, he, he, he raped young women. He made women have sex. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. Is that the women that weren't a part of the rape case, that, that had consensual sex with them, that moot went on to have zillion-dollar, you know, Hollywood careers, hashtag Ashley Judd. The reason why you got that first part was because you were good at sucking dick. You're just a better version. Of, you're, you're a better acting version than Kim Kardashian. I've said it since the Me Too movement started. The real heroes out there. And and look, look, I'm not trying to put down the gals that and, and the gals that were raped by these people. That that's a whole different ballgame. 
But the ones that had sex to get parts and things like that, I got to tell you, it ain't right that you had to do that. Yes, uh, you're absolutely right. But where are the heroes out there? You know, the women that didn't do it and didn't get their big break in Hollywood? Those are the heroes. Those are the people to admire. Like it or not, and this is not a very popular statement that I'm making about this, but it's true. Where's the gal that should have gotten the spot instead of Ashley Judd for, what, kids kiss the girls or whatever? Where's the girl that wouldn't sleep with Harvey Weinstein? Why don't we, why don't we bring her out and say sorry to her publicly? I just posted an interview with Kamala's speechwriter on the Superfans page. I hope it's the same one I've seen, the, the five-year-old kid, because those are great. Now, another fucking sin being perpetrated, and it is a sin, um, on the American people is Hunter Biden. Especially now. See, this is when I would like for places like Twitter even though Twitter has cleaned up its act, if you will. Um, I want to see Facebook. I want to see Instagram. I want to see every major news publication apologize to the American people for holding this from them. Hunter Biden finally admits his infamous laptop is his. Now, the headline continues, but I stopped there for a reason. For every stupid fucking liberal that's on television that said, well, we don't even know if this laptop is his, you knew it was his. We all knew it was his. We have all known the contents of this laptop for quite some time, and now Hunter Biden is sending letters to prosecutors demanding investigations into Trump allies Steve Bannon and Giuliani for peddling the hard drive to the media. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm just going to tell you, if it does happen, and this is a big if, And, and I, I say it as an if statement because I don't know if America could handle what's on that laptop. Because we know, we know that Hunter Biden was getting paid by the Ukraine. We know he was getting paid by China. We know he was getting paid by Russia. We know all that stuff, and we've known it since the first debate between his daddy and Donald Trump. And now that Hunter Biden has come out and stupidly... See, this, this is the part that, that, that blows my mind with this story. Is the absolute audacity and the assault of our intelligence once again that we were told, we don't even know if this laptop is real. Well, we found out it was real. And then there were people saying, well, if it is real, I bet you it's not Hunter Biden's. Well, now it's come out, it is Hunter Biden's. And when it comes out, there are all those trade secrets and all that kind of stuff. 
What are you going to say then? Now, now, granted, I don't know if the mainstream media will allow that to happen. I don't know if the mainstream media will allow us to learn the actual contents of what's in there. But I, I'm betting and guessing that it's everything that we were told and even more. And the reason why I say we can't handle it is because so many people tie themselves to their ideology when it comes to politics. This is a crushing blow. This will be a crushing blow to the Biden family. Because there's going to be a lot of Americans who see this as treason. When you attach yourself to a celebrity and you, and you get worked up when they get they get gone after, I totally get that. I, I I'm the same way. I get worked. I get I get I get caught up in it. I'm not saying it doesn't happen to me. Doesn't happen politically to me, and if it does happen politically to me, I feel like an idiot. And it has happened to me politically. I, I, I've liked somebody so, so much that I, I want to root for them, and then they do something stupid, and you go, God damn it. Bubba! Damn drunk, drink him so go outside and lick all that damn ice, idiot. Hunter said, how dare they expose my criminal activities? It, it's laughable. I mean, this whole thing is laughable. I still don't know why Hunter Biden's not in jail. I mean, can we play the stupid game just real fast? Donald Trump Jr., who I do not like. I don't like him. I think he's a swarmy... Just arrogant little prick. Eric, I don't I don't pay any attention to him. Ivanka's a mouth breather. But remember, the FBI interviewed him for six and a half hours over a phone call. How come Hunter Biden hasn't talked to anybody outside of the CBS morning news on Sunday? Oh, did you get enough water there? Huh? Did you get enough, buddy? All right, good. So there you go. The laptop's out there now. Hunter's trying to say, well, they, they were shopping it around. Oh, man. Did you just throw up in here? No, he didn't. All right, good. Now, in, in a story that just begs to ask, why the fuck were they there then? A Catholic school student was kicked out of the Smithsonian in Washington, D.C. over pro-life beanies. Um, the Smithsonian National Air and Space Museum kicked out a dozen Catholic school students and their chaperones for wearing beanies inscribed with pro-life messages. Uh, let's see, Our Lady of Rosary School, based out of South Carolina, traveled to Washington for the annual National March for Life. 
group members were all wearing matching blue beanies with the word Rosary Pro-Life. I'm trying to look uh, what the what the Smithsonian said. Asking visitors to remove the hats and clothing is not in keeping with our policy or protocols. We provided immediate training to prevent a reoccurrence of this kind. Well, it doesn't matter. You kicked them out. Government institution cannot censor an individual's speech, much less from their inherently Christian pro-life situation. I guess they're going to fix this situation. Um, of course free speech isn't allowed in this country. Come on. If you're on the ultra right, it, uh, not even I, I, I won't say that. If you're on the religious right, which is not quite all the crazy way right, but it, it's getting out there. And you're in Washington D.C. for a march about this, about being it's a pro-life march is why you're in Washington D.C. And I would imagine there are hundreds of Christian schools there for this march. And you get a call, you're the Smithsonian, saying, hey, we got a group of school kids that we'd like to bring on a tour through the Smithsonian. How much would that be? Blah, 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 blah. And they set it up. Well, you set up a Catholic school to go through the Smithsonian. What if they were just wearing crosses? Are you going to make them take that off too? I love this new, this this war on... I don't want to say religion because if you were wearing, and I don't know what a pro-Islamic shirt would be, but I imagine if you were wearing a pro-Islamic fucking shirt or hat band, they ain't going to say a thing to you there. I would imagine that if you walked in there in a BLM shirt, they would not say a word to you. We saw this happen just about two weeks ago in in Minneapolis. Remember, I called the Mall of America. The Mall of America kicked a guy out for uh, a shirt that says, Jesus saves. He wasn't proselytizing or doing anything like that. He wasn't preaching at the mall. He just had the shirt on. Security rolled up to him and said, hey, you got to get out of here. You can't wear that shirt. Yet the next day I called and security said I could wear a shirt that says, show me your butthole. This is the same march that the Covington Catholic school kid got harassed by the native with the drums starting that huge controversy. Oh, yeah, where they said the kid was out of line and the kid wasn't and he ended up suing CNN and getting like millions of dollars. I think pro-Islamic shirt just has a bunch of swords on it, probably. Call it what it is. It's an attack on anything not fitting the liberal brainwashing agenda. Let me just go ahead and say, um... Correct the mundo! It's free to visit uh, any of the Smithsonian... Okay, so it's free? Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. But, like, if you got a big group, I would imagine you got to call and say, hey, we got a big group. And they got 20 in the group. Um, 
No, you got a chance to at least fight back. I don't know how far I'll go. I, I, I'm waiting until it goes to where we, we start banning things and, and then everybody's going to start getting... what hap- Well, we, we saw what happens when you own a, a business and you don't want to bake a cake for somebody. We've seen what that happens. That goes all the way to the Supreme Court, and then they, they uphold that, but then a trans couple comes in, and they want a cake made at the same place, even though that place is not very alphabet mafia friendly, and somehow they win. I love the government is telling, how, telling us how to do business, who we can and can't have in as customers. Because I'll tell you this. When it comes down to it, when it comes down to the smackdown middle of it, and you guys can all call me a bad thing if you want to, and that's fine. If I own that bakery, and I feel very, very strong in my, this, this is the thing. I feel very strong in my convictions. I'm going to make them the cake. You know why? Because this is a brand new industry that's coming. And if I make them a great cake, then I bet you I get all the gay weddings. And I haven't checked yet to see how the gay weddings are doing like compared to regular weddings or marriages. If they're ending in divorce even quicker. Because that's the look, that's the bugaboo about that lifestyle. Is that lifestyle is about, you know, getting as many partners as you can. At least that's what we're told. I, I'm, I'm not defining it that way. I don't care how you define it. But I would make the cake, and here's the reason why. It's because the fucking bank doesn't care about what my belief system is. The, 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 the bank that owns my house, it gives two fucking shits about what my belief system is. They want my money. Well, I want to stay in my house. I want to stay living the lifestyle I live. Now... I can make them a cake. Now, I'm not going to tell people how to run their business. If you want to kick those people out, you go ahead and kick those people out. And I'll be like, okay, cool, kick them out. Come to my bakery. And when my bakery grows and flourishes, and yours ends up going out of business because I'm taking all the business now, That's the way the cookie crumbles. Sorry. You can have your beliefs. This is the thing that that irks me the most when it comes to this. And I stand up for that business owner to say, no, I don't want to do it. And he can do that. Now, I don't think he's a very smart business owner. I think he's a, a, a very strong person for standing up for what he believes in. But I don't think he's a very good business owner. Aren't you saying the point of owning a business is to make money? Yeah, I know. It's crazy, isn't it? Negative. They'll just go to the next bakery to find more controversy. Well, here's the thing. They ain't going to find any controversy at mine because I'm going to make them their cake. And if they like it, they're going to send all their gay wedding friends to me, and I'm going to make their cakes. And I'm going to be driving nice cars and, and doing things like that. Why? Because I have to answer for myself first and then to my family. 
Go ahead. And, and, and by the way, if you want to stand up for your convictions, you stand up for your convictions, and I will stand up for you. Doesn't mean you're a great businessman, though. That's all. I ain't trying to put you down. I ain't trying to call you names. Those people, and, and we always get this in there, the, what about the people who say, you know, we can refuse the right uh, for service to anyone? Okay, you can try. But once again, why? If somebody comes into your store and they want to buy something, why don't you sell it to them? I've never understood that. But uh, I guess it comes down to, you know, a guy who sleeps with another guy is not allowed to enjoy you know, certain kind of donuts. Okay. Hey, more power to you. And more business for the other guy. Gays are only, what, 3% of the population, isn't it? Not that big of a slice of cake. No, and, and th- this is the thing. They do this, they go out of their way. And, and do you think it was random that these guys picked that place? It's not random. They knew exactly what they were doing. They were going after somebody for their beliefs. And I, I've said this is going to happen ever since the legalization of, uh, of the marriage. And by the way, I don't care. If you want to marry a dude, go ahead and marry a dude. If you want to marry a chick, marry a chick. I don't give a fuck. It ain't my life. And I mean, once you feel, realize what marriage is, you'll be like, man, oh man, we had it made before. These people know what they're doing, and and I'm very surprised that no one has t- has challenged the the main Catholic Church or a, a Mormon temple to be married there. It's coming though, I, and, and when it does come, I've been calling for it ever since the 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 marriage thing. They're going to try. Because how otherwise, how can they be accepted? Um, those people didn't want to buy a cake. They wanted to sue him. They knew he wouldn't make the cake. Yeah, that's what I feel like. Um, is it coming through, Arn? Uh, it, it is coming through. Uh, Chase told Kanye they were closing his accounts last year. Okay. Let's see. Hold on a second here. Chase closes Kanye's account, sparking controversy. Um uh, recently sent a letter to Kanye informing his Indian relationship would take his business elsewhere. Uh, it comes to the heels of the controversy. Well, Chase did it, yeah. So, I, I mean, look, it, it happens. And it's great. Look, when you say stuff, it, and you have the right, once again, once again, hold on a second. We, we have to go back to something here. I know there's a lot of new people there listening, and welcome to the show. And I think you all know this. But it has to be explained for the people that are, are listening over your ears, the people that aren't members of the ass family. That First Amendment protects you from the government. First Amendment rights protect you from the government. I can come out and say Joe Biden's a fucking retard. And guess what? Nothing's going to happen to me. Now, I can't say certain things about uh, things I'd like to do to, you know, people in office because that is against the law. Which I kind of just kind of, okay, I'll I'll go with it. But you see, the government can't do anything to me. They can't come after me. Police ain't going to show up at my door and arrest me for that like they would in maybe, I don't know, China. 
So when these people come out and they say these horrendous things, as long as they don't slander someone, they can say whatever they want. This guy can, can choose to do this. But there are consequences that go along with it. Nobody wants to understand what consequences are. They're a real thing. You burn a flag in front of me, you have every right to do that. The police will not arrest you for burning that flag. When the police show up, it's going to be because I'm on top of you whooping your fucking monkey ass. You see, that's the consequence of you burning the flag. Now, the consequence of me kicking your ass is I fucking infringed on your rights, and I will be taken to jail, and I'm quite all right with that. Especially living where I live now, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of juries out there uh, in, in Rockwall, Texas, that go against me for whooping somebody's ass burning an American flag. Um, let's see, a gay couple trying to get a religious person to bake them a cake. That gay couple is sponsoring homophobia. In some ways it is. It's like walking into a Christian bookstore and asking where the nonfiction section is. Consequences? It's not my fault, Art. Yeah, I I know. I hear you. Now, look, we got to take a break here. Um, I'm going to move, I'll move that story there. We only didn't get the one story there. We got to call. We got to call Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy and talk about Pro Bowl weekend, talk about the games last week, things happening in the league. 775 357 fans is the number. Arnie Radio 1 at gmail.com. the same old tune, fiddle and guitar. Where do we take it from here? Rhinestone suits and new shiny cars. It's been the same way for years. We need to change. Somebody told Hey, done them this way. 
ever been smashed to some old school Conway Twitty. I know you got your man with the spray on tan, but you need to get your ass down south. Treat that dick up in the penthouse. Put some cock down in the henhouse. Have you ever been fucked, fucked, fucked by a country boy ram? Shit. Uh, all I got to worry about is Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy answering the telephone. Uh, let's see. Call Joe Murphy. Yeah, this number right here that I'm I'm, I'm, I'm calling him. Hello. Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy. I called the right number, correct? Man, you are on fire this week. Good, 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 good. How are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm really, really good. Back, um, I, you know, kind of, I, I, I'm really humbled, actually. Mm, why that? Well, ex-hamster. Ex-hamster? Ex-hamster, yeah. They want to sign me to a one-day contract. Nice, nice. So that I retire as an ex-hamster. Man, uh, oh, sex man. Worker. Wow, wow. Are, are, are you going to do it, or, or do you still have a lot of, uh, you know, um, uh, gas in the tank, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, it's more like oil, motor oil. Um, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> you know, did you see where uh, Robert uh, Kraft was going to sign Tom Brady to a one-day contract so that he could officially retire? 
as a patriot. Yes. Yeah, so ex-Hamster reached out to me okay. about a one-day right. contract. So other than that, my week's been pretty boring. Yeah, I can understand. Now, we'll, we'll start with Tom Brady because that is the big news. Tom Brady announcing he's done from playing professional football. Let me ask you, do you believe him? Yeah, I, I, I really do. I think he's done. I think he knows when to step aside. I mean, dude, when I was 47... I was running around thinking, man, I am going to be youthful forever. I still feel good. Ten years later, and nothing works when I want it to work. You know, nothing moves when I need it to move. So he's hitting that part where he's like, man, I'm just not, uh, I mean, I'm just not feeling it. There's these 22-year-olds just flying around, just, uh, I can't do it anymore. He's The average NFL career is like five years, and he's played like, what, 24 years? Something crazy like that. Yeah. Um. All right, so uh, before we we'll get we're gonna get into the postseason and stuff. I got a few stories for you before that. We don't have any Super Bowl picks this week. Last week, you and I both went zero and two. Nice. Uh, I mean, I mean, it was a terrible end of the season. We will pick the Super Bowl, and and uh, Joe, you have homework next week. I need some odd bets. Because you know, I'll come up with, yeah, I'll get the Bible. They usually, you know, it's gone so digital lately, but they still put out. Uh, they totally disregard the Paper Reduction Act, and there's this, like, Bible of props uh, that will come out, like stuff like who, who will uh, score more, LeBron that day in a basketball game or, you know, the uh, the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. You know, like stuff. Yeah, so I'll come up with that. That okay, sounds good. good. I'll come yeah. up with that. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to that. And, and we'll talk a little Pro Bowl today. By the way, who's who's singing the national anthem? Uh, I'm not sure. Hold on, I, I just Googled it here. Um, who's singing the national anthem? Uh, news. Uh, uh, it's not saying who's singing it. Um, who's sing- oh, Chris, do you, oh, Chris do you like Stapleton. the national anthem guitar solo, or do you like it to be sung? Well, this is what I like. Chris Stapleton, the country singer, he's doing it, and I'm not a big fan of his, but that's okay. Um, I like the song to be sung the way it's supposed to be sung, and that's like a march. No one will ever top uh, uh, Whitney Houston. Come on, guy. Yeah, everybody gets chills on that one. The Jets flying over. And and that national That was right after, like, 9-11, right? I mean, we were just rocking. No, it was way before 9-11. If you got to be an American that day when that happened, you get the hell out of this country. Joe, that happened during the fucking Clinton administration. It was way before 9-11. Well, damn it. It's going to happen during 9-11. Um, it was, uh, what, uh, didn't we do, we went to war in Afghanistan? No, we didn't do that. It, it was Clinton administration. Yeah. What the hell was, there was something big that brought the country together. I, I think that was the end of uh, Desert Storm. I think yeah, Desert probably, Storm yeah, that's what was it was. It was a Desert Storm and, thing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> We've talked about our struggles. Sometimes my memory <laughs> but gets you me. Said, you know, but I have a secretary. And you know what, Conchita? Thanks. I, I asked you to put that together for me, and you couldn't get it right. I mean, you didn't uh, find good help anymore. I mean, I, you want to know? I'm I'm going to play something for you, Joe. I played this last year. Um, this is I I think this is the greatest singer of the national anthem. And he's usually he only does usually Chicago Blackhawks games. Have you ever seen this guy? Um, I, I, I 
don't know if I've seen him, but I, if I hear him, I, I probably have heard him. All right, here we go. Uh, th- this is him. I, I don't know. Jim Cornelius. Start. Let me start at the beginning. And usually the crowd gets behind him and they're cheering the entire time. This is the way the national anthem should be sung. This will give you goosebumps. It's not given the same reverence that it does when the Blackhawks are when the, when the it, game is going. It oh does, but God. you know what? Are you one of those guys? Because I am. That when I I I turn up to national anthem, especially the Super Bowl, World Series, oh, yeah. uh, World Cup. I don't care anything. I, that's America, Olympics. When they sing the national anthem, I I everybody shut up. Yeah, here, here, the here, here you go. Here he is at the Blackhawks versus Canucks game. Oh, he does O Canada first. He sells the shit out of this, though. Hold on. There we go. The end of it's the best. All right, enough of that shit. Oh, Canada. They got the best ending. <laughs> oh, Canada! Yeah, how come nobody's, go. uh, no other country's uh, national anthem just uh, sounds good? No, you hey, know. Here's ours. Six to midnight in my shorts. What happened now? It just went from six to midnight in my shorts. I fucking love this version of the national anthem. <laughs> so you, oh, you're like man. you love the national anthem. I love when somebody belts out because that's a tough song. Oh, it is, that's and tough. it's a tough song. And when somebody belts it out, really good. Uh, I like it, you know, because uh, they they've it, ruined uh, it though. I mean, people like Christina Aguilera messing up the words, you know, <laughs> changing the tempo, putting words in there that don't belong. I mean, it, uh, the guy's name is uh, Jim Cornelian, I believe. Yeah, uh, Jim Cornelson. Yeah. And he sings it at the uh, the black uh, the Blackhawks games. He's phenomenal. It's the greatest. They he sticks to it. He goes verbatim. Yeah, and he, he and the Chicago crowd just applauds. They're screaming and yelling, applauding for America. And I oh, it's he did it once at a Bears game, and it, it blew me away. I was like, holy shit, this guy's awesome. Well, and you know how Chicago, the fans in Chicago, they're really, really not that knowledgeable about their sport. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yep. Chicago. Chicago, that's like, you know, the most uh, educated sports fans there are. I don't know. Well, you know what I'm still saying? Tell I mean, they're, they they, they got to be right up at the top. Well, they're right there with Boston you know. fans, probably. What's that? They're, they're there with Boston fans. Yeah, I mean, educated. Like, you know, you go to a game in Austin. 
you know, it, it's not like a game in Jacksonville for like the for the Pan, uh, the Jaguars, or whatever, or you know, in Vegas where it's a bunch of tourists. You know, it, it's educated fans, people that know. You know, they they we boo when we see something bad happen. That you know, we're educated fans. You know, like when you go to a game in Austin, it's not a bunch of people that don't know what's going on. They just cheer when they see the ball get thrown down the field, you know, or something. Um, but you know, because I know you, I know you. Uh, I, I said I, mean, I, I said Longhorns are I, very very serious about your football. So I did originally say Boston, though. I know, and I'm saying they're up there. Who do you think better, more educated, Austin fans for the University oh, of Texas oh, or Boston fan. for oh. the uh, Boston Celtics? Uh, oh well, I, I'm going to take Celtics fans on that. Uh, look, look, Longhorns fans are they're great fans, but like when you get to those certain sports towns, it, it depends on what it is. The, I, I will tell you the greatest fans in the world, and it pains me because my sisters are a part of it. The greatest baseball fans in the world are St. Louis Cardinal fans. You want to talk about a knowledgeable sports base? The St. Louis fucking baseball fan is probably one yeah. of the smarter baseball fans out there. They're up there with the Yankee fans because Yankee yeah. fans are smart. Yeah, um, yeah, like really, the the Celtics, which are really the Celtics. I mean, like there's still Irish people that've been around New York for a while. You know, there's some hardcore fans. So yeah, I'd have to give it to the Celtics. I'm on, I'm on board with that. Yeah. Um. Hey, Joe. Uh, Joe. Before we get back to Tom Brady, uh, there's a story. Uh, now, now, damn it, we talked about this last week. Uh, how you were caught on camera at a sex shop stealing a dildo. It was not my it, Joe. It was, Joe. Yeah. Okay. Joe, go ahead. Allegedly. Joe, allegedly. Now another one has been stolen. A thirty-inch tall dildo. Now, Joe, come on. <laughs> I, 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 Apparently, got... they didn't see the large bottle of lube I had. Also, okay then. <laughs> uh, yes, another sex shop has been robbed of a gigantic dildo. The guy just picks it up and throws it over his shoulder and walks on out. What color was this one, you big savage? Uh, it was white. It was a big 31-inch white dildo, so we know I it's big. You. <laughs> you know, me, myself, I'm hung like a light switch, okay? so. <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't get any kind of white guy to fucking model for that thing, because that thing yeah, ain't no, I. You know, how come women, that's just so unfair, like, you know, women, they just do their breasts, you know, it's not a big deal or whatever. You never, ever, ever want to cut into the penis and try to enlarge it or something. You will just, you will just fuck your world up. Don't ever do that. But, you know, women, oh, yeah, give me the, you know, let me fill out this bra. Let me, you know, look good. They can augment the breast. No problem. Go back in. Maybe, uh, you know, sculpt it up a little bit. But, man, no, we can't. You know, we're we're stuck with what we got, and that's it. And, by the way, I don't want anybody going down there with something sharp. No, that's what I'm saying. You don't even mess with it. I woke up with a catheter once when I had a a, a, a hernia operation, and I was like, you put something in that hole? No. There's no way. You know, yeah, I can't even imagine. The the, the pee-pee hole is sacred. You do not yeah, fuck with the pee-pee that, hole. That is exit only, Mm-mm. as far as I'm concerned. No, nothing goes in there. That is No, that is strict. That is a strict no-no. The pee-pee hole is a no-no. Um, <laughs> exit only. Um, exit only. Now, yeah. speaking of Tom Brady and pee-pee holes, um, where do you think Tom what, – what's Tom Brady doing next football season? Well, you know, he's got that $35 million deal with Fox. 
Does he become the so, number one booth? Because Greg Olson sucks. Oh, he's going to totally be in the booth. They'll work with him. They're going to say, yeah, don't rap The guy can totally suck. He's been around the press. He's, he's talked to the press every day for the last 20 years. He's fucking, he's fine in front of a camera. He's going to be just fine. Now, do, do they put him in the booth or do they put him in the fucking studio right away? What do you think he's stronger at, the studio or the booth? They well, they want me and him to do Akron uh, Akron Zips football games right. next year. Nice, nice. Hey, you no, need to get I, you know, I, I think logo. they put him in the booth. I think if he comes up, uh, you know, well, no, you know what? Right off, they'll probably put him in the studio, have him answer a couple of questions, like one or two, you know, you know, because you got to, you know, when you when you're there, you know, you work, you got to, you there's places, you know, you know this, Arnie, you got to look here, you got to look there, the, the director guys. Pointing here, pointing, you know, looking. So you're looking into the camera, not away, and stuff. So there's a lot going on besides you just giving your opinion, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, but but so they'll they'll probably put him in the studio, give him a couple of simple questions, and and uh, you know start him off like that. So let, let's say that he goes to Fox and he does the studio show. Who does he replace? I mean, because that that look as far as it goes, CBS's pregame show is really kind of shitty with Phil Sims. You know, yeah. and, and NBC doesn't really have anything. They have their Sunday night group, and they are all everybody's related to Chris Collinsworth, and it's terrible. Yeah. Fox yeah. has always been great. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, they started with James Brown and, and, and Terry Bradshaw. Hell, way back in the day when it was CBS having the game, you had Musburger, you had Phyllis George in there, and you had Irv, uh, uh, Irv Cross. Yeah. And, Irv, and that was a Jane that Kennedy. Was, Remember Jane oh, Kennedy? Yeah. And and Jimmy the Greek before he, he Jimmy Jane Kennedy would give the scores back. She would say the final score, you know, the Jets seventeen, the Redskins twenty. Um, Joe always sounds yeah. like a toddler trying to tell a story, and I mean that in the nicest way. He gets so excited that sometimes he forgets where he's going. Yeah, that's why I love Joe. Joey is so passionate. But, because um, you know what? Because I'm trying to teach you something, yeah. young lady. <laughs> um. So who would you replace on the Fox show? You can't replace uh, the 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 guy that replaced JB, the big he, black guy. Uh, I I can't even think of his name, but he's like the 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 nerd guy. He's not the football guy. Who do you replace on the panel? Um, okay, for, number one, I was going to ask you earlier. You don't mind me going off on my tangents, right? No, God, no. I love your tangents. Okay. All right, all right, we covered that. All right, um, you got to get rid of Michael Vick on the early earlier one. No, no, no. no I, look, I agree with that. Michael Vick should have never been given that job. I'm talking about the main roster. I'm talking about the oh, big boy. Oh, yeah, the okay, big good. JV, we can't, I, I mean, uh, what's it, 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 not, it? No, James Brown is two. Uh, it's that uh, one guy. Uh, I don't know his name. The, the, the yeah, host, I, I don't know his name. Damn it. Does Bradshaw go? Does Jimmy Johnson go? Does Howie uh, go? Does Michael Strahan go? I I personally, I would trade Michael Strahan for Tom Tom Brady. Look, Strahan's got his his Good Morning America show, and I've yeah. never liked it. Step aside, bro. But yeah. I, I, I don't think there's any way. My, Michael Strahan is the safest man in broadcasting, thanks to the equal EEO rules that, that are in place. I, yeah. I, I personally think that uh, I think that, that Terry Bradshaw might be on his way out. Yeah, Terry, you know, he, he, you know, he should introduce me to his daughters is what I should know, happen yeah. there. But, I mean, if you think about it, Terry Bradshaw is the biggest star on that show. 
Yeah, yeah, he's the guy. Yeah, he's the he's marketed himself the best. You know, he's like uh, he's like the old man, like a Dion. You know, marketed yeah. himself great. You know, uh, reality shows, uh, really funny guy at times. And so, uh, and and the uh, the bozo, the clown haircut, you know, yeah. the uh, cul de sac. Oh, yeah. um, so uh, he's done well for himself. So he but stays. It's time to he, go. Yeah, he, but but he's got to stay because he's the biggest star. So so it's it comes down between, and it really doesn't come between anybody. It's down between Howie Long and Jimmy Johnson. Howie Long, women love Howie Long, and they love having women numbers. Howie Long ain't going anywhere. Jimmy Johnson, I think, is going to be given the axe. He's got to. Why does he do half the shows from his, his boat in Florida? Because he's Jimmy Johnson. He's a I know. They like, they're all in the studio, and he's in his boat in Florida for some reason. They're like COVID-related or something. Yeah, I'm always like, yeah, Jimmy, it's, you're good. We don't, you know what? Mm-hmm. Go grab some hairspray, buddy. Say, how about them Cowboys again? And go, you know, watch the game. Um. Uh, Kurt Minifield is the host of the show. That's the big black Kurt, dude. Kurt Minifield. Yeah, see, now that's a dull different gig. That guy can't be like a Brady. He no. can't go. No, he you can't gotta go. you got to have the Ernie Johnson, the host, you yeah, know, guy. Exactly. Right. Oh, and I tell you what, there, now that is a pregame show that is that is appointment TV. The the the, the, the NBA pregame show with Shaq, Kenny, Kenny the Jet Smith, and, and uh, Charles Barkley, forget about it. That's, Did that's, you watch the 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 the, the documentary? You no, got to watch I, it. It's I, incredible. I'm, I'm it's looking really, forward it, on my yeah, fire. especially as a broadcaster. There's some amazing stuff in it. I'm I'm gonna try to find it on my uh, on my Fire Stick today because I don't have <laughs> HBO Max. It's so, oh my God. They talk, you know, like I said, Barkley can. He's the only guy can get away with saying stuff. Me, oh, yeah. you, or he does. There's things that we can't say. Barkley can. He he'll say his team sucks. He's the first <laughs> guy that said like somebody sucks. Uh, you know, okay, well I guess that's the rap that we know how he feels. You um, know. Have you seen the controversy with Tony Romo this week? Yeah, I think I think the guy went out and blew a fatty and at the break or something and came back in or something because, uh, that, but I mean, I, he, he's always just, I, I don't really listen to him, you know, I don't like listen to him like he's, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. in, in right. Washington, you know, I, I didn't really notice it, but. Uh, oh, I, I guess, but the problem is that it has been noticed. It's been played all over social media. It's been slowed down. I saw Dion Sanders' response, and I thought Dion was going to cry. Dion was so upset. He was so bummed out about it that he he couldn't even really talk about it. Because of, because he there was something wrong with Tony. Is that what he's saying? Or well, he he's saying he can't believe that Tony got that comfortable in the booth and almost dropped the N word. I mean. Oh, all oh, right. That's what it was. Right. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. He, he, I, I didn't. I feel. I read a few articles on it, and I never really. Uh, that never was a thing that came up. Hold on a second. So I see what you're saying. Yeah. So he he's. Uh, Let's see if I can find it real quick, and I'll play it for you. Do you know that Tony Romo has won the last three celebrity golf classics up at Edgewood, up at Tahoe here? You know, with mm-hmm. Steph Curry plays and Barkley and everybody plays, Elway, uh, Jordan. Um, Tony Romo's won the last three celebrity golf uh, championships. Uh, he also got a, a sponsorship for a PGA event. Guess where he finished in a PGA event? Mm, I'm not sure where. Dead last. There you go. 
All right, here you yeah. go. I, I might have it here. Well, at least part of it. Here we go. The extra yards, the tough yards, the finish on the play. Right there, you got three. You talked about it. This is the best tackling team. You got three, Nick. This is the best tackling team in the league. Do you really think he was going to say the, oh, wow. Wow, Romo, come on, guy. You know what? Put down the Hennessy at halftime, buddy. <laughs> That's just crazy, you know. Man, He's oh, something. Give me a oh, and a pack of Newports too, man. bro. I, I, mean, I, I think Jim Nance sharted. I, I think I think he shit his pants. I was like, oh yeah. my god. Oh wait, 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 Tony, what'd you say? Oh, I, see, I know, Jim. This is the funny the way, thing. Is, it, 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 Jim Nance didn't have to pay his wife. It's something like five hundred thousand dollars a month in alimony. But I mean, you're talking about that is the greatest job in the world. Period. Oh, it I is. Mean, it is. So let me ask you this, Joe. You you've done team shows before in radio, right? You've been you've been in the yeah. team setting in the radio show. This is one thing I don't talk a whole lot about and and I will talk more about it. If you think the shit that's on the air is funny that people are doing, you should see what happens when the microphones go off. Because the conversations that are held in studios when the microphones are off are a million times dirtier and a million times funnier. Yeah. And, and if somebody fucks up, then, then it's not funny or anything. You take your headphones off and there's a fucking screaming match involved. Or if the program director, let's say, ever runs down to your studio and gives you the sign to wrap it up and you continue to elongate the situation... You will be yelled at. And I can only imagine what happened in that booth after that fucking call. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, the thing is, if, if you were really a professional, if you were really good, you, you would just, you wouldn't, uh, you, like, do that. You would let it, let, let finish the finish the broadcast. We'll address it after. That would be the thing to do. He probably already knows. Yeah, whoa, that was that was uh, I gotta you know uh, I I don't know what he was thinking, but I know that he probably knew. So I you know because you know you hate that heat. I mean when you say you know some of the stuff that set off the uh, the when the mics are off is, is even better. Uh, th that's how it should be when the mics are on. You know, yeah. especially if you're like a radio show. Just that's when it's the fun. Just just let it blow. Um, but uh, if you screw up, I mean. Uh, don't just let it go. I remember in the old days, I would read public service announcements and they were Rolodexes. It wasn't, you know, mm -hmm. programmed. It wasn't like a auto track or whatever. And uh, so, and it, there's a studio, this is FM 107, Cavino. And uh, I mean, it's, it's one station and it's all in glass in the middle of the building. All the offices are around it. And I'd say, you're, you're, everybody watches you. And I'm reading this, this public service. Oh, it's going to be a such and such cook off for uh, you know the multiple sclerosis or something. You know, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. And that is going to that event will be that yesterday at 2 p.m. You know, yeah. <laughs> because oh. I read the whole thing. It was yesterday, and my boss is walking by, and I'm just like, yeah, I should probably read those before I. We had a major pet peeve in in Sacramento. We we had this big. Well, we'll get back to sports here in a second. Um. Where our studio was in Sacramento, where, where the, the, the studio in the building, we were like in a bunker. Nobody could get to us. We were in the middle of the building. We were in the safest room in the building, even though somebody did send us fake anthrax once, but that's a whole other story. Um, 
what salespeople would like to bring their clients by, and they would stop, and we had these windows on the doors, and they would just fucking be there, and you could hear them talking through the doors and stuff. And it used right. to drive us nuts because we felt like fucking zoo animals. And and finally, I you know, if we were in the middle of the break and they were talking and doing all that kind of stuff, I, I it would drive all of us nuts to where when we go to commercial and they walk away, I'd open the door and go, you're welcome. The circus animals say you're welcome. I would be such a dick to them. I hated that more than anything because it would throw off your timing and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. It was miserable. Yeah, like, well, what I did is I just wore, I wore a leopard thong during my show. Yeah. And then nobody really stopped at the window for no, very long. No, they did not. Now, now getting back <laughs> to the NFL, we're going to see a lot of movement this year in the NFL, in, in the in the offseason. We're going to see a lot of players switching teams, and, and we'll go with some of them here. The first one I got is uh, from the Las Vegas Raiders. Where does Derek Carr end up? Derek Carr. So he's got maybe a couple of years left. I'm going to say, boy, um, you know, somebody like really like the Steelers could use him for a year or two. Because um, I don't like who we got. Um, but, uh, boy, the Niners, I mean, if people are still hurt, because, you know, Garoppolo is probably on his way out for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, so they could use somebody with some experience, probably the Niners or something like that. I don't know. What do you think? I, you know, uh, I'm looking at this. They, they have the Jets, the Saints, and the Ra- uh, Raiders' decision. I, I'm not going to read all what they say. Um, look, everybody's going to be going to the Jets this year because the Jets showed some improvement and they need a quarterback. But I don't see Derek Carr going there. I haven't seen anybody say anything about Pitt. I like Derek Carr in Pittsburgh. I, I like that. I, I think that. Is he going to win you a Super Bowl? Probably not. But is he a good, stable quarterback that's going to? You know, alleviate and, the pains of this year. Yeah, and he's not—he's not like a one-year-and-done guy. It's like, hey, you guys, hey, 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 hey uh, Trubisky or or, or 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 what's his name, Pennington, not Pennington. What's his name? Uh, I forget. The kid from out of Pitt. Uh, you know, hey, do you guys want to play? Let's show me something, because otherwise, Carr's going to play. You know, um, sure, he's got just a couple years left, but, uh, you know, so, I mean, yeah, he, he's a good guy to bring in there to, to make the other guys want to get better, and he can, he can, he's a stable quarterback, like you say. Uh, Straight Fire says, hell no, Joe, to the Steelers. Carr sucks, and he was uh, he has a terrible win-loss record, turnover machine. Uh, we have a young rookie who finished the year out strong. Okay, so uh, maybe yeah, not. And, and, and I agree with that. I, I, I'm not a huge car fan. I'm just saying the business side of it, that's something you could see happening. Sure. But, yeah, I'm not a huge car fan. I, I, I've never – to me, he's a guy that can't, he can't get the job done. Another guy who can't get the job done, yet we heard he was the oh, – all this promise coming out of Texas A&M. And I get a little bit more uh, joy in my heart when it's a failure from Texas A&M. And we're talking about Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill probably going to be leaving the Titans this year. Does Does Tannehill start anywhere next year? I don't know. You know, I, I'm going to tell you right now. I'd take Tannehill over Carr. Would you really? Uh, yeah, wow. I would. I would. I think Tannehill. I, I mean, I, I just he's. I think he's a better NFL quarterback. I mean, he's not going to. He's not going to run the option or anything. But uh, I think he's a better quarterback when he's throwing. Um, I don't know if Tannehill might be in that zone where he's 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 right there as the backup. I don't see 
you know, because you don't have like a Ryan Fitzpatrick or something. No, but no. That's the kind of guy that you know is going to get replaced or something. I don't know. Uh, but uh, so yeah, I think Tannehill. I think he's. I think he's back to. He's number two. I don't think okay. he's, he's. He finds a number one spot. Well, uh, this was Swoosh says. I see Tannehill to the Texans. Um, Cowboys going to resign Dak. Oh, Arnie must be excited. There's a there's a report going out there trying to sign Dak to an extension, which I got to think is somehow related to a trade. That's the only hope because there's no reason to sign him to an extension. He's a bag of shit. But don't get me started on that. Um, how about Lamar Jackson? What happens to Lamar Jackson next year? This this contract thing was ugly. And he was, he, he, it was blamed, uh, the media, a lot of the media blamed the contract on why he sat out the last part of the season. Um, is that, is that, is that relationship fractured enough to where Lamar Jackson leaves? Yeah, I mean, I, he, you know, yeah, I just, I just, you never looked comfortable, uh, you know, it, playing for the Ravens. He just never looked comfortable. He looks better in red. I think. Okay. Something like that. You know, he went to Louisville, right? Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I I research this stuff, people. That's how I come up with that stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, no, I, I, you know what? I've never been a Lamar Jackson fan. I, I hate the Ravens. Um, I never thought he looked – he'd always he'd always have a great game. He can run. Oh, man, he can run. But, you know, when you run – I don't care how fast you run with holding that football with one hand. You know, you, you just tuck the thing away, okay? You know, and because uh, he, he, he seems to throw, you know, throw interceptions, fumble, mm-hmm. stuff like that. He just can't get the, another guy, I think, he can't get the job done, um, which when they're playing the Steelers, I, I love that. But uh, I just, I just, I'm not a big Lamar Jackson fan. I don't, I don't know what, but uh, he doesn't look good in Baltimore. He, he should go somewhere else, like, uh, well, well, I don't know. That's go down to go down to Jacksonville. Well, uh, Jacksonville, we Jacksonville. No, we can't Jacksonville. Go too good. Um, uh, Lamar to the Saints. Swoosh says, I can see the Saints putting out a bucket of money for him. Yeah, yeah, like that. Because Jameis Winston, who's down there? Jameis? No, nobody's down. I mean, Jameis is probably yeah, leaving. Yeah, there, that's so a good fit. I like it, Arnie. Uh, I bad. like it. That's oh, a good fit. No, Swoosh, she picked that one. All right, what about Jimmy Garoppolo? Where does Jimmy Garoppolo end? He should try something on America's Got Talent. <laughs> <laughs> he maybe, you know, um, Jimmy Garoppolo, boy. Uh, he's, you know, he's going to do, he's a good kid. You know, he's not bad at all. Uh, but, uh, you know, you know, if you went out, if you went, you know, went, went clubbing with Jimmy Garoppolo, I guarantee you're scoring honey. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, his dregs, his, his dregs are 11. <laughs> I mean, maybe the courtside seats. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll hang out with him if he wants. Call me, Jimmy. I'll, 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 I'll That's carry his problem. man first. I don't know who he's been. Maybe the Cowboys. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I liked it. Cowboys. Garoppolo. Uh, Swoosh says Jimmy G to the Raiders. Uh, I don't know about that. I, I, I'm going to be interested to see what the Raiders. Here's another guy that's going to be out there quarterback-wise. Geno Smith is going to leave Seattle. I mean, Geno Smith never amounted to anything in the league, sadly. Yeah. you just In the NFL, you have got to be the guy 
like Roethlisberger wasn't as uh, on the money as like an Aaron Rodgers, but or a Peyton Manning. Where you know what? You, you listen, at number eighty-eight. You be there, and I promise I'm gonna put the football right there. And it just, 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 I don't care if you look at me, I don't care what you just be there. And I promise I, that football will be there. And bam, they do it. That's what an NFL quarterback, you know, uh, I, I mean, I know I love the, you know, the read pass option, uh, but uh, it's just, you, you know, when it comes down to an NFL, you got to put the ball on the money, buddy. Yeah, the read pass option is great and everything, but this is the thing that people need to realize, and, and these coaches that try to run this, they need to really realize, and, and it, it boggles my mind. The option is still one of the greatest plays ever in college football. The Love triple it. option, the wishbone, it's still, the, and by the way, it was developed by a, by a fellow by the name of, uh, 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 I, I mean, Daryl K. Royal just so happened to be. I believe there's a stadium in Austin named after him. Yeah, I mean, he developed probably the greatest play. And it worked in college because at colleges you could get better athletes, which meant they're faster. In the NFL, everybody's the same fast speed. And that's why the option does not work in pro football, is because the defense is so fast. This is why you need a quarterback that has a howitzer for an arm. You have to have a guy that can throw the ball, just like Joe said, who puts it on the money time after time after time after time. And the idea of a running quarterback is just stupid because you're putting your franchise player out there and you're saying, please hit me in the open field. Yeah, there's there's no owner. There's no owner signing the checks that wants to see his money man just getting clacked, you know, just like uh, so – you just got to it, – it's it's come to that point where you just got to be able, uh, you know, to, like you say, to put it on the money. You know, uh, the quarterback is like everything in the uh, – you know, it's the market brings the, the fans in. I mean, it, it puts, you know, people in the seats. I mean, it's like – he's like – it's like the fat lady singing at the opera, the quarterback, you know. Uh, last name that I will uh, give you here uh, for quarterbacks – um, where does Aaron Rodgers go? Aaron, look, let's just, let's go on down to the, where Ice Cube cuts hair. I think it's called Friday or something like that. The barber shop. Yeah, the barber shop. Yeah, there we'll go goes. down there. You know, Ice Cube will cut that fucking man bun off. Okay. Then we'll go, then you can go grab a, a, what it is. It's a, a two, two Guinness beers, two pints of Guinness. They call that Irish handcuffs. Okay. You know? So, I heard that on that Ray Donovan. I love that. I oh. think that's, that's the funniest thing I've heard. One of the best shows ever on television. Oh, so good. So good. Mickey, oh. you start liking Mickey and everything. Oh. It, yeah, it's crazy. You start liking uh, Mickey, you know you're a scumbag. He's a dirtbag and a half. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But, you know, when the granddaughter goes missing, anyways, mm. we're like two guys talking about General Hospital or something. <laughs> um, Ray Donovan. Great show. Yeah, um, you were talking about Aaron Rodgers getting the Irish hand. I don't know what he should. You know, I don't know what he should do. I really don't. He should just retire, dude. He's fine. Go, go raise cards with Danica Patrick again. Well, I, I don't think they, those two don't like each other anymore. Really a bad breakup. Bad. That, that's like a Taylor Swift breakup. I mean, I'm, wow. I'm kind of I'm, I'm surprised. TMB, tell me more. Yeah, I, I'm surprised Danica Patrick hasn't written a song and given it to Taylor for it. I, I mean, it, it was pretty ugly from what I all I've read and everything. 
Uh, and then he was with that actress, Shaylee Woodley, and then they broke up ugly. He, Aaron Rodgers got a lot of fucking demons. Yeah, he well, he does. He's there. I, I I like him a lot though. That guy was he was so good. I mean, he's one of the ones that I would put if if I needed to, you know, two minute warning, two minute, you know, to go. Uh, Got to put together the drive like Elway. Uh, he'd be one of the guys that I'd want. But what I really want to know is, would you rather date Kathy Griffin or Sinead O'Connor? Oh my God, fucking cut it off. I, I you know what, Sinead O'Connor. Sinead, and, and here's the reason why. Kathy Griffin has red hair, which means her pussy stinks. Oh! Yeah, ouch. yeah. Yeah, redheads, sorry to tell you. Yeah, y'all got some funk going down there. They got the fire down below. Yeah, yeah, that that that's a fire that not even the, the busiest firehouse in, in America, the Reno number one firehouse, or wherever oh, my NY, man, the Warbird New is. York. Yeah. When the other guys were running up that pussy, running down that pussy, we were running up mm-hmm. it, okay? Damn right, and even firefighters won't put that fire out. Oh, Ladies and gentlemen, the opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of the management. Um, uh, let's see, uh, Roger's just going to be uh, do the Walking Dead reboot and play Negan. Okay, I, I can see that. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, nobody's even talking about him going to a booth. I'd love to hear Aaron Rodgers in a booth. I think Aaron Rodgers would be fucking entertaining as shit. I think he would be, too. I really do. I think he'd be great. I think he'd um, be better than, than Tom Brady in the booth. And, oh. and nowhere near. The best person I think they could put in a booth would be Peyton Manning. I think yeah, Peyton Manning. He's the one guy that doesn't want to do He He just wanted to do that one time with yeah. the Monday Night Football. And it was so popular. They kept it going. Dude, he is the one guy that should be in the booth. And he's not really interested right now. No, I think he's just playing. I think he's trying to get a huge contract. But, yeah, he's great, dude. That guy is so good. Um, I think they gave him his own show on ABC. So Yeah, you know, I mean, they, they're, yeah. Giving, they're giving Peyton all kinds of shit. He doesn't want to be fucking saddled in a booth. Uh, all yeah. right. Um, uh, word came out yesterday. I believe it was yesterday. And this makes me sad. Oh, man. Sean Payton will be the new head football coach for the Denver Broncos. Sean Payton. Ken. I love the highlight. Ken, or the headlight. Ken Sean Payton fix Russell Wilson. <laughs> I know, right? Oh. I mean, is is that is that why they hired him? I guess. I mean, what did the Broncos finish this year? Uh, near the bottom. I mean, they missed the playoffs. They weren't very good. Yeah, I mean, that, I think they were like, what, what, maybe like eight and nine. If they're probably worse than that, they're probably like what four and. Let's see. Uh, uh, I don't know. You know, it's Peyton. Peyton. He, he seems like he's. You know, you see coaches like you know, like guys like Chuck Knoll. Or uh, uh, who was your guy with the hat? Uh, Tom Landry. Tommy Landry, middle school. Yeah, Tom Landry. Uh, so those are guys, you just knew they were, you, you, you want to play for those guys, you know. Right. And then there's some of these guys you see that are just, uh, I don't know. And Sean Payne's one you want to play for. Like, yeah. I, I've seen some guys that I'm trying to think who I see that's, they don't like with the guy the hog with Glanville. I don't want to play for him. Yeah, I, I, well, okay. Uh, by the way, the Broncos were five and twelve this season. You wouldn't play for Glanville, would you? Have played for Buddy Ryan. He seems like a like a Bobby Knight type. I would have gone with Buddy Ryan. Yeah. Okay, Mike Ditka. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who, uh, because you're right. I mean, see, this is the way There's I look at it. Guys that to, I don't know, Vandal didn't come off me. Um, you know, uh, it, 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 McCartney at Colorado. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Switzer, I love. Respect the Switzer. Love, even though he's our biggest, kicked our butt all the time. Switzer, that wishbone. We'd run that option, you know, which if you run it correctly, it's very hard to stop. Same with the wishbone, which, like you said, came from Royal, went to uh, Switzer, went to uh, Alabama, actually ran it. Um, no, Oklahoma ran it first. See, here's, here's the true story behind it. Uh, Darrell Royal developed the wishbone offense. And he changed college football. And he felt bad because he got his break uh, under the Oklahoma coach. And he was friends with Switzer. And he says, Barry, I've got to play for you. And I'm going to show you how to make it work. And he showed it to Barry Switzer. And the Oklahoma Sooners started running it. And since they like to cheat and buy players, they got the, 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 the best players at their, their school. And they ran the option. There's no other. And you can, you can attest this to me. I, I, I'm thinking of a name right now. Who's the greatest option quarterback to ever live? Jamel Holloway. Damn right. Damn right. And I hate him. Yeah, I, I hate him. See how I know it? You know, because it is. That's yeah. a, Jamel Holloway was the baddest dude ever. I mean, oh, my God. That guy was like a, yeah, that's crazy. Oh, hated yeah. him. He went to Oklahoma. Nobody, except James Street, when when the Longhorns win the national title, James Street ran it like, you know, a typical white guy would run it. Jamel Holloway, mm. he, he was a mm. bad man. He Never was a bad David dude. Nobody know his names now, right now, except yeah. for me and you, because yeah. because you and I, excuse me, uh, because yeah, it, I was I was thinking right when you were talking before you asked, I was thinking, uh, uh, yeah, I'm seeing myself. Who the best one I ever saw was that, that number two? I think it was Jamel Holloway. Yeah. And then when you asked that question, I said, "Well, I'm going to throw that out there." He's probably maybe thinking of uh, you know, because there was a few more. There was a Charles Thompson. There was. Sure. Uh, some other guys, but yeah, no, Jamil Holloway was unbelievable, dude. That, he, they would just, he would suck those defenders in, and then he'd just flick it out to Billy. No, well, Billy Sims wasn't on the team. I, um, I can't remember, but yeah, Billy just Sims unstoppable, unstoppable. Yeah. It was crazy. Uh, House of Pain says Peyton has success with short quarterbacks with not strong arms, Drew Brees. So we'll see. Maybe Geno Smith stays there, or, 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 or Wilson stays there, and, and it's improved. I don't think it will be. I think no. I think Sean Payton is is biting off a little bit more than he can chew, and he wanted to coach again. And the Cowboys are going to stick with McCarthy for fucking some odd reason, but at least they let that Callen, Colin Moore or Kellen Moore go. That fucking asshole from Boise State, he's gone now. <laughs> yeah, come on, Boise. Don't be. Well, you know, okay, uh, Bluefield. Really? Come on. The only thing worse than that, Eastern Washington has a red field. That's hard to watch. Like yeah. I turned a game on one time there. That was hard to watch. Yeah, and just just even tuning, it's hard to tune yeah. to a game featuring Eastern Washington. <laughs> All right, this weekend we'll we'll have one story after this one here. Uh, this weekend is the Pro Bowl in Las Vegas. Um, uh, you know, you know, real quick, let let let's go over something real quick. They're gonna have a long drive competition. Go yeah. ahead. Um. I want you to think about like when when we were growing up and stuff and in in the time of of great things. 
how would you rank? And and we'll just do the major sports. We'll do the NFL, Major League Baseball, the NBA, and uh, did I say the NFL? NFL and a, and, yeah. and hockey. The four hockey, right? Uh, yeah, well, the the four big ones. Yeah. In order, uh, uh, how would you rank the All Star games from from worst being fourth to best being first? Okay. Uh, we'll start with your number four first. The worst All Star game would be would have to be the NFL. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, number three worst would have on, to be hold the on NBA. Hold on, hold on. Let, let, let's go into this. The NFL Pro Bowl, now especially that it's played a week before the Super Bowl, means you don't get to see really any great players that are playing because they're playing next week. And nobody wants to play in this game anymore, and there's no defense played whatsoever. Well, I, you know, I thought it was a good idea to move it to, to that week off because they, and not include Super Bowl guys, not include Super Bowl guys. That, that, cause, but then, yeah, like you said, it's just nothing's going to work with that thing. Nothing's going to work. Nobody wants to play in it. It's like Josh Allen. Oh, he's hurt. He's not going to play. Well, guess what? Turn on freaking NBC or whatever this weekend, and he's playing in the AT&T Devil Beach yeah, Pro-Am. No so he's not that sick, you know. Uh-huh. All right, uh, so uh, number but, three. Uh, but so number three would be uh, after the worst is, is what did I say? The Pro Bowl, yeah. Then NBA, and then I I would say there's a tight one. This one, but hockey number two, baseball, NFL, All Star game. You're far. You're, for, you're wait, 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 Joe. We're broadcasting. You don't have to run the race here. Number three, we you said the NBA is number three. No, the, uh, the yeah, the Pro Bowl is the worst. Second worst would be the NBA All-Star Whoa, Game. Oh, see, I see. I guess I hold too many memories of the great All-Star Games when it was awesome to watch, when it was Jordan and Dr. J and Magic and Bird and all those guys. And, and, and look, they got a little silly when they introduced the slam dunk contest and the three-point contest. But now it's just enough. Look, my number three would be the NHL All-Star Game. Because the it, the final score ends up being like fifteen to twelve. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm not that I'm not that well versed with the NHL All-Star Game too, so I kind of did that. But yeah, but um, go ahead though. Yeah, but I know I, what you're saying. It's all offense on all of it, them. It, it, it is, and then and then number one, I will agree with you that number one, the the best of the All-Star Games, and it's starting to lose its luster a little yeah. bit. And it makes me sad because I love the All-Star Game. The All-Star Game is going to be here in Texas, not this season, but next season. I've never been to an All-Star Game. Did I, every every All-Star Game, that would be awesome if you go. I, I uh, want you to go so bad because it would be awesome. Because every All-Star Game in baseball would be like a dream team a basketball event. Yeah. You know, they're just stars. They're, every, you know, the, the guys in baseball in the All-Star game, wow, the legends are all here. You know, it's it's like a dream team every All-Star game, whereas, you know, basketball, I, you know, it's like that segment that Charles Barkley does, say, who he played for. And Charles Barkley is an analyst on a network <laughs> right. uh, a pregame show, and he can't tell you who these guys played for. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it's bad. The NBA has lost all its luster. The NHL never had luster to begin with, and the, the Pro Bowl has always been a joke. There's always been one constant. In it. it was the All-Star game. I've watched every All-Star game in my life except one. I was at church camp, and do you know which one it was? 
It was the what? one where the only Grand Slam has ever been hit in the All-Star game, and it was hit by Fred Lynn. And I was a big Fred Lynn guy. Fred Lynn was a great little hard-nosed ball player. And Angels, mother- right? Yeah. And the motherfucker right. hits a Grand Slam, the only Grand Slam in the history of Major League Baseball, and I'm at fucking camp. Yeah, that that would have been sweet. That would have been sweet. Uh, what was it? Uh, what Bo Jackson, what he, he scored it? No, I think it was Dion that scored a touchdown one week, and the next week, no, same uh, week. hit, a, same hit a home week. run or same whatever. Week. But the Bo Jackson guy. was in the All-Star game and in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so. Dion, Dion's the only man to hit a home run and score a touchdown in the same week. And do you know what baseball team he was playing for at the time? Yeah, he was. Let's see. I believe he was. Let's see. When he when he hit, the, I believe it was the Braves. Damn it! Well, oh, no, he was playing for. Hold on. Who when did he get drafted the, okay. by? What baseball team? No, he played for. Uh, damn it! He played for a team before he played for the Braves, and then he went to Cincinnati after the Braves. The Rangers picked that that no. guy up. No, it was the New York Yankees. That's right. He uh, he had a brief stint with the Yankees. Yeah, that was his first part of his baseball career, and and there you go. Uh, wow. Last story, uh, Joe. How good were you at hide and seek as a kid? Oh, <laughs> I, I'm a certified hider and a seeker. Yeah. Oh, are you now? Um, yeah. A, a young fella uh, from Bangladesh, a teenager, 15 years old. Little too old to be playing hide and seek, if you ask me, but that's just me. Um, accidentally locked himself inside a shipping container during a game of hide and seek, and was discovered a week later. I mean, can did, we get this kid did a the championship ship set belt? Sail? Did he wind up somewhere else? Yeah. Oh yeah. He was discovered later, the, a week later, in another country. This kid is the greatest hide and seek player of all time. You know, the only guy he's dumber than is the guys that try to hide in the wheel the, uh, thing of the airplane. I'll just hang on to the tire here to get to Taiwan. Okay, buddy. Now, yeah. now, now do you think he had friends like you and I that said, hey, uh, what's this Kumar, I believe is his name. He's a Malaysian fella. Hey, Kumar, why don't you go hide in that shipping container? Do you think he had friends like us, or do you think he just no. thought that was okay to hide there? No, we would have probably we would have probably come and let him out. I mean, I would think we would have. Oh, I wouldn't have. I would no, have you would have left him oh, in there. No, hell yeah, I would have left him in there. That's awesome. Did, did did was there enough room on the raft in Titanic for Leonardo DiCaprio to climb on, or what's up with oh, that? The door? No, because that bitch fucking she hogged the door. Damn, girl. Why yeah, you got to be so cold, woman? I mean, I mean, she's holding on to a, a diamond necklace. I would have let him fucking drown, too. I'm keeping I'd, that necklace. I'd have climbed up on there and got some body heat going. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, that's why you are an international sex worker. Yeah, I'd have worked that, girl. Come on now. You know you would have kept me warm. <laughs> All right, Joe. Well, hey, we will, uh, we will talk next week. Next week is all Super Bowl talk. All Super Bowl talk. And for the first time, I know I don't have those props. Make sure and, and you know, send me a text about the the, the, the Super Bowl proposition bets. That's, I will. There, there'll be some really crazy ones. And then uh, I hope the wind is always at your back, all of you people. No, thank you, my friend. 
All uh, right. I don't I, know the rest of it. Yeah, we're, I, I'm dealing with like... <laughs> All right. Thanks, Arnie, again. Right, You're Joe. awesome. Thanks for letting me be a part. See you, Joe. Lake Tahoe, Joe Murphy, everybody. What a superstar. Uh, phone number is 775-357-FANS. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com.
775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Oh, Bubba just popped up. What's up? You got something to say, pal? No, nothing? All right. Uh, welcome back to the big show here on a Thursday. Lake Tahoe, Joe Murphy, thank you so much for being a part of the show today. Cowboys Girl says, I think I like Blaine Staley's voice almost as much as Chris Cornell. Well, we did play uh, Alice in Chains in there and Candlebox, a couple of quote-unquote grunge bands. I'll say this, and I said this the other day. The best band for me that ever came out of Seattle, and, and look, I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm not trying to be a jerk here. Um, was Soundgarden. And to me, Soundgarden never sounded like a grunge band. I know they were. I know they were. They sounded like a rock and roll band. Mainly because they didn't sound like a bunch of whiny little fucking bitches. Now, 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 look, look. Here's the thing. Grunge was about that, but also it had amazing musicianship to it. That's the thing is uh, the grunge musicians were so super talented. I mean, look look at look at Dave Grohl today. He was the drummer for Nirvana, and then he started Foo Fighters, and he's still going strong. Um, if I had my druthers, uh, and, and once again, this is me. Um, the best, like I said, I don't I don't consider Soundgarden to be a grunge band. The best grunge band, in my opinion, would have to be this band. I mean, it, it, your, 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 your lead singer did so much heroin that his fucking hand fell off. I mean, that, that right there, that is commitment. I loved them. I, 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 they, and I got to see them open for Kiss, and I was so pumped. Dude, I was hammered as shit, but I remember seeing Allison Chains open, and it was fantastic. I had the opportunity to bring the new Allison Chains on stage at, at the casino out in uh, Lincoln. Um, and I did, and I was happy to do it. Uh, you know, the other members of the band are there. I don't think Mike Starr was there, but. Um, Jerry Cantrell was there, new lead singer. I didn't even stay for the show because, and, and I, I hear they're really, really good, but man, when I, when I, I got to see him with Lane Staley, that, that's Allison Chains to me. I mean, once again, I, I could go through my, my rules and my list and things like that. I've never seen Journey because, well, Steve Perry's never, he, he, I, I've, I've never been able to go to shows that Steve Perry was the lead singer at. What would you consider corn? Um, yeah, Jerry Cantrell does have a great voice, Pammy. Corn, uh, corn would be stuck in that group that came after that. It, it's funny how you look at it. You, you look how disco went, and disco turned into '80s hair bands, and Hades, '80s hair bands ended up turning into a bunch of different things. But mainly, it went grunge first. And then grunge split off, and, and, and rock and roll even kind of split off into metal that was really below the radar. And then it started showing up on the radar, and you had rap music over here. Corn is the epitome, and now I, I will say this. Uh, 
continuing on my favorite grunge bands. I'd go Alice in Chains. I'd go Candlebox second um, and a very distant third. Uh, I was never a Nirvana fan. I, I'm just going to put that out, and I'm not going to talk shit about them. They, they were just not my cup of tea. There's only one other band that I, I would even think, and it would be this one. Now, this is a great song. I haven't played this song in forever. I just didn't like Eddie Vedder that much. But he had a great voice. I put them third, and then Nirvana's fourth. And I know all the grunge people are fucking, you know, throwing their computers on the ground, going, oh, you don't know anything about music. Well, I do. Mookie Blaylock. You know what's so funny about that? That was what Pearl Jam's, like, first record, Mookie Blaylock. Mookie Blaylock played high school basketball at Garland High School. No joke. Mookie Blaylock went to the University of Oklahoma, but Mookie Blaylock played at Garland High School fellow by the name of Cato Armstrong played at South Garland and kept Mookie in check. Cato went to SMU and got paid to play there. Um, Pearl Jim's awesome. Sassy Pammy says, I saw Elson Chains last summer. Great show, but all I could do is think that Lane should be there. Just not the same. No, it's not. Uh, Nirvana equals most overrated band in his. I, look, look, Nirvana, they were a great band. I can't take away from I didn't like Kurt Cobain. I, I, I didn't like I, I didn't like a lot of their music. I just didn't. Corn now 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 getting back to corn. So corn they're not an alternative. I well I wouldn't say that there's no such thing. By the way, there's no such thing as alternative music when it made it to mainstream music or mainstream radio. As soon as the first alternative radio station turned its signal on. Alternative music lost the title alternative, yet they held on to it. Um, Corn, let's see. Very interesting time of music. Let me read these. Corn uh, makes me want to shoot myself after about three minutes of listening to them. Adam Sandler was a better Eddie Vedder than Eddie Vedder. I lived in Kurt Cobain's hometown in Washington, uh, and man, do they worship and capitalize on him there. Even have a welcome sign saying, come as you are. So you got that. We, we shifted off into a new music routine, and... and uh, no, see, I don't think corn was that. But I'll get to that, Zach. That's a good point, and that's where music ended up going. So we had corn, and then this fella jumped on the scene. This guy right here. Um, as soon as I find him, and let's see, we'll we'll do uh this one right here. Now let's go. Come on, fast forward. Jump the 
which is when it ushered in the rap rock. And Christopher says, I've always heard people referring to Corn as a new metal band. Now, the new metal would be that rap rock, and it did not last very long. I got to watch its entire lifespan through my career. You had Corn that was a part of that. There were a bunch of people. There were a bunch of silly people. There were only a few real players in it. Kid Rock was a major player in it. And I don't care what anybody says about me. I, I don't. Um, to me, there is only one rap rock group that matters, and they were the best at it. And nobody, and, and I mean, and I'm being totally serious right now. If they were to, and I saw that they're on a festival this year already. I'm so mad at them for canceling last year, but I'm just telling you, if I were to hear, where is it? Where 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 is it? Where is it? Where is it? there? It is. This right here. Well, okay. Uh oh. Uh oh. I love Limp Biscuit. Lincoln Park would have been somewhere near the end of the rap rock, and they got back. Eh, da, 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 da. They were at the end of the rap rock, but. Uh, Stackar says Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys were always a rap group. They put out Sabotage. They put out other stuff, but they were always considered a rap group. Um, Lincoln Park, good call on them. Uh, great call. Do I not have any Lincoln Park in my... I, I don't have any. Is it L-I-C? Link? I don't know how to spell Lincoln Park. Why the fucking dogs bark? I don't have any Lincoln Park. I'm not going to download any right now either. Um, Lincoln Park, uh, th- this is the band that ruined everything, in my opinion. Um, and I like this song, but this is not the song. Uh, hold on a second. Yeah. This is actually probably a really good song from this band. But you want to buy, talk about a band with daddy issues? In the brightest hour of my darkest day. Papa Roach. Man, oh man, go fucking see a therapist. P.O.D. was better than Limp Biscuit. Please. I only go when he does insane ticket prices, $20 a ticket with $4 beer. I, I'd go see some Limp Biscuit. Um, LOL, I'm from their hometown. Who, who Limp Biscuits or pa- uh, Papa Roach from, from Vacaville? I think I've met him. Nice guys, super nice guys, but cut my life into pieces. This is my last resort. Please, Dad, come fucking hug me. I mean, it, it, was, it was total therapy rock. And, and that's what it turned into. And, and rock music has not come back. And, and, and like I said, great musicians. They, 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 they're great musicians and stuff. But see, I want to go back to when rock and roll music used to be about 
Let's see. Um, you know what? This would probably be the best one, uh, and it's a Sammy version, but this is what rock and roll used to be about. This song is called Black and Blue because Sammy wants to fuck a chick until she's black and blue. just great music right there. That's rock and roll, baby. I mean, I, 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 like, that goes back to, to to just good old days of rock and roll when you hear stuff like this. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Too much of love drives a man insane. You broke my will, but what a thrill. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I let love what I... I mean, what the hell does that mean? Oh, and, and yes, you, you rise, therapy rock, absolutely. Even though, amazing rift. I am still living with your ghost, dad. Lonely and dreaming of the West Coast. Mom. Now, I like that song. I didn't like any other song they ever did. But you, 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 you went off into therapy rock, which went off into fucking shitbags like Nickelback. And yes, Nickelback is terrible, but at least they're not Hinder. Hinder is the worst band known to mankind. And then you had it go into another direction of like the, uh, oh, who was that? Oh, God, I can't even think of the name of the band now. Won't you? Flowers. Uh, what was the name of that damn group? Oh God! Uh, the, the but it but it morphed into all that crap. Said if you want to buy me flowers, go ahead and uh, fucking a no, not Slipknot. Now now metal then, metal had a giant resurgence then because people wanted rock music, and the only new good rock music that was coming out was metal. Whether it be groups like Slipknot, whether it be a fucking Ozzy putting out new stuff, or people just listening, this is why people went back and started. It, 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 and I watched this happen in my career. The Spin Doctors. Oh, God damn, do I hate that band. Oh, oh they were terrible. Oh, that was abortion music. My new hater band of old is the Blues Travelers. They suck assholes. I did not like, I was not a big fan of John Potter. What about Candlebox and Collective Soul? I loved Candlebox. Collective Soul was too light. And they were around that era of Creed and Matchbox 20. I mean, I mean, I want you to think about this. I don't want to be. No. Um, at one time in this country, this was the biggest hit in the rock world. Well, I wonder what it's like to be the rainmaker. I wonder what 
what it's like to know that I'm me the ring. To me, honestly, one of the greatest debut albums of all time was Matchbox 20. There's no way that was rock music, though. That, that wasn't rock music. And I loved that record, and I worked at a rock station, and we were, uh, the way markets go, you get some test markets, and then you get to bigger markets. Reno was one of those really big test markets, and uh, we played Matchbox 20. We were one of the first stations in the country to play Matchbox 20, and it was huge in Reno, and we took a lot of credit for their success, but uh, I, I. But to me, that's not rock music. Uh, Matchbox Twenty sounds like bumper music for a segment of Paul and Phil. Earliest '90s most underrated band was Silverchair. Now, Silverchair, not a bad band. Um, kind of whiny. I, I always, I, I didn't mind them. Um, they only had one hit. When I hear that guy's voice, it does not make me feel like uh, I'm a fucking man. See, Temple of a Dog, that look, that major, that was a like the all-star grunge band. If you want to get, you want a voice. I, I'm just gonna tell you right now, you want a voice that that peels the panties off. I'm I'm gonna give you that voice right here. Uh, let, you know what? I'll even do it without. Without playing one of their gigantic... You know what? No, I won't. No. This one right here. I mean, the guitar alone gives you fucking wood. That's a voice that says, hey, hey, girl, you're going to take your panties off. That's the voice that it's saying right there. Ronnie Van Zant and another band I've never seen live because my Leonard Skinner is Ronnie Van Zant. Um, Chris Cornell's voice for me. Look, Chris Cornell is probably the greatest lead, one of the greatest lead singers ever. Uh, Arnie's favorite voice is Surge, System of a Down. Yeah, fucking pricks. Told me to get out of the way. Mage, I don't know who Fort Minor is. Ken Dog says Goo Goos make music. Uh, the Goo Goo Dolls. See, they, the Goo Goo Dolls, I'll, I'll put the Goo Goo Dolls in this, the, this wonderful category. The Goo Goo Dolls are there with Collective Soul. But the problem is, is that uh, they got outdone by a band with a chick in them. If you wanted Light Rock, and, and I've avoided one comment on here, and I'm going to get to it here. But if you like the, the light rock and, and, and stuff like that, I mean, you just went with this. I mean, you listen to that, and you're like, holy shit. It's gonna fucking rock.
but still in that category of goo goo dolls. Because you didn't go to your male friends. Let, 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 look, look here. I'm, I'm giving you all an education today on, on being a dude and being a man. You would never run up to your, your buddies, especially at that time, and go, hey, man, you want to go get the Cranberries tickets? You would hope that you had a girlfriend or you were dating somebody that liked the Cranberries and they wanted to go see him. You're like, oh, all right, I'll go. But you were, you were inside, on, in the inside, you were happy about going. Same with, hey, look, look, the, here's a band that gets shit on all the time. And I got to say, when, when, they were, when they were out and they were on top, they were a fucking good band to watch live, but they went downhill quick. If it plays, how about you play? They started a major problem, though, with rock music. Because every song that Creed did sounded the same. Every single song they did sounded the same. And it started to upset people. And that's and, and then you had this band that came out. And you're like, oh, wow, this is going to be good. Disturbed sound sounded the same after that. And it was like, okay. Uh, what about STP? STP was, I think they got miscategorized as an alternative band and as kind of grungy. STP to me was all, and, and they were, I, I can't say that I didn't like them because I did like them. They were the first concert ever at the the outlet or the uh, the amphitheater out in Wheatland, um, and I got to tell you, this song right here. I mean, when they get to the hook in this. That guy didn't have all the demons he had. He's a hell of a lead singer. I just wasn't. A, a, and, and the nice thing about them is that their music it changed on even on the same record. You you listen to songs, you go, wow, that's the same band. I thought they were a good band. Uh, Bush. Oh God, I hated that fucking group. Had to go see them. Them and Veruca Salt in in L.A. Part of the Miller Genuine Draft. Scott now took over Art of Anarchy after Scott Weiland died, and now that band is Creed too. You know, you know what, you know what's so funny is that when Creed first came out, they were marketed as a a, a Jesus band, kind of like Pod or Pod or Jars of Clay or anything like that, or Jars of Fly. I don't know what the, but uh, Creed and then Creed they 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 repackaged it and they re sent it out. This is a true story. 
because they didn't want to be deemed a religious band because they knew rock stations probably wouldn't play them. So they repackaged it, and they came out known as Creed, and their, their, their first album had, a, you know, like a Celtic cross on there. I'm like, and the music was good. That was the problem. The music was good, but they were still, and by the way, Creed, you're not really a religious band, but your name is Creed? Unless you're paying homage to a man named Apollo Creed, and you're not. But there you go. Uh, Candlebox opened for Metallica in 98 at Cal Expo, and so many people were pissed off and booing that they got in the middle of the slot, and everyone was flattering their cups and chunking at the band. The singer was, I'll kick your ass, and every metalhead in the pit was like, come fucking down here and find out. Oof, that'd be tough. Uh, there's a remix of Disturbed Down with the Sickness and the Macarena. It's, it's so bad, but it fits. Sassy Pammy says Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson was a shock rocker. Every generation has one. It started, look, look, Ozzy didn't turn into Ozzy until he peed on the Alamo. And there was already Alice Cooper in place. We always need somebody weird and freaky like that. Um, I, I, the, the problem with Manson was is that Manson wasn't bad. Uh, he he really Marilyn Manson wasn't as awful as everybody. I mean, you want to talk about a hit that was? Uh, this could have been one of the biggest songs ever if it wasn't for him being such a weirdo. This song right here, you can you can try to talk me out of it. This is one of the top fucking rock songs of the two thousand. Great fucking music, great book. I mean that 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 was good. Then he he became really weird and fucking did all that weird shit. But yes, uh, guilty pleasures. Uh, where was that? Guilty Pleasure, uh, Mount Rushmore. Uh, I love this redo of Sound of Silence. Yeah, that was good, but that was like 20 years late. Uh, what about bands like The Offspring, 311, or Green Day? Green Day tried to, to push the punk envelope, in my opinion, and they did a good job. Green Day was a good band. I, I really, Look, look I, I can look past some of the politics and things said, you know, I, as much as I can for music. Green Day was fine. They're trying to hold on to that moniker of of punkish, but but when you're old like me and you try to be a punk band, you you can't do it. You you know what punk music was. You know what real punk music was. And some people think that songs like this and 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 if you know me, you know I am a huge Billy Idol fan. But um. Billy Idol started in England as a punk singer and really wasn't that great at it because this was his song. In 76, when I wrote this song, the first song I ever wrote, Tony James, Generation X, it's called Rene Steady Go! Oh! 
Now, on the po- on the punk charts, that's pretty fucking weak. And I and like I said, love Billy Idol. Especially when you get bands like this. Now, there's one thing. Look, I was never a big punk rock fan, but I appreciated the genre. I appreciated what the the angst was all about. If you're going to call yourself any kind of punk or anything like that, you first need to try to measure up to Johnny Rotten himself and the Sex Pistols because they are – they. no band has – in my opinion, and Ogre, you can help me with this – no band has ever defined a genre quite as well as the Sex Pistols defined punk rock. Uh, 311 was good until about 1999. They made Pussy Rock. In 2000, we had Super Bands, Audio Slave, Velvet Revolver, and Adele. God damn you, son of a bitch. You knew you were going to get that in there, didn't you? You just knew you had to get it in, didn't you? Hello. Yes, hello. It's me. Yeah, we know. I was wondering no. if after no, all me. these years you'd like no, to No, thank me. you. Thank you, though, anyway. Um, Hot Mama says ICP. No. 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 ICP is just a dumpster fire put out with flammable asbestos. Bowie is Ziggy Stardust. Well, Bowie was a Bowie was Bowie. He was kind of a glam rock type guy, and, and I look at Queen as kind of a glam rock, and but they were they were still good. Um, Hot Mama, leave the room for saying ICP. Uh, people who like ICP are weird. Uh, Arnie, speaking of collective soul, have you ever heard Dolly Parton's rendition of the uh, song Shine? I love it. No, I haven't. I'll have to check that out. ICP is one of the worst bacteria-riddled pieces of pigeon shit of all time. That tattoo shop I like down in Mountain View loved ICP, and I had, I'd had, i have to quietly suffer through them in their great tattoos. Jesus. Green Day is to MTV punk. It sucks. Nine Inch Nails. Nine Inch Nails was another kind of shock band because their songs were so provocative. They were very, very good. Crew 311 was shit like Crazy Town. It was so bad. Ozfest one year, their audience consisted of ten people all yelling at them to shut the fuck up. The only other band uh, to be their peers of the Sex Pistols were the Ramones and Motorhead and later Black Flag. Very true. Ramones were the U.S. top punk band, yeah. Early Motorhead in the 70s was punk as fuck. What about P, uh, Public Enemy? Public Enemy, was a, they were a rap band. Now, now, we ain't talking about rap, but yeah. First time I met you, Arnie, was at the first STP concert at the amphitheater, yeah. I remember that. Well, I remember the show. ICP only got famous because Disney signed them without hearing them. 
Well, they got famous because they got they partnered up in wrestling and they had their, you know, their tertiary fans already. Whoa, is that true? Lanny Poffo died, the, the genius? Leaping Lanny? Who happened to be the macho man? Oh, yeah. His little brother. Oh, that's sad to report. Thank you, B. Coop. I don't like seeing that. That's terrible. By the way, we have an update. Um, the missing radioactive uh, cont- capsules. Remember this? We did this story on Monday. In Australia, they, they, they have these, uh, these radioactive capsules that are supposed to be real important, but they're highly radioactive. Well, I guess they fell off the truck, which I don't understand how they fall off a truck, but then again, I don't live in Australia. And instead of having some kind of tracking device on it, they were using a Geiger counter and just walking up and down the road looking for it. By the way, not a big search area, just the size of Great Britain. Um, authorities scanning a remote Australian highway for the capsule have found it by the roadside after a challenging search like to trying to find a needle in a haystack. Well, I tell you what. Oh, it, it's about as big as a quarter? Well, then why are you? Why is this not in a big box? If it's as big as a quarter, I, it should be in a big carrying container that has some sort of tracking device. If this little bitty thing that's about the size of a quarter is equal to 10 x-rays? Mutant Roo versus Godzilla coming soon. Oh, God. We're going to see the fucking super fucking kangaroo take over the world. Thank God they found that thing, though. Idiots. I thought scientists were supposed to be a lot smarter. I, I guess I'm wrong. Well, we got time, but I got to do this story. Um, I, I got to do this story because I, I, I called in the uh, the, the show's uh, or piano player. Um, we haven't done this in, in quite some time. But ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, get ready because it is that time. Jalapeno, brothers and sisters, and welcome to the Church of Arnadad where preacher Arnisius is speaking his gospel and calling out other quote-unquote men of God. Steve Parker, you sinner! You are a Seattle-based pastor who admitted to leading a double life. You were not walking hand-in-hand with Jesus. No, you had one hand in Jesus' hand and the other in Beelzebub, also known as Satan or uh, Lucifer himself. And while walking that tragic double road, brother, you bragged about the abilities to sell drugs such as heroin, cocaine, methamphetamine, fentanyl powder, and fentanyl pills in the lovely area of Skagit, Snohomish, Washington. He was leading a love double life. He was not preaching for Jesus. He was preaching for Pablo Escobar. Well, the man is married, probably with a sinner of a wife. 
He lives with his wife and his mother and 14 registered sex offenders. Let me just tell you something, brothers and sisters of the ass faith. If you think I'm going to say it's okay to live with one registered sex offender, you're wrong, let alone 14. By the way, a year ago, he was photographed officiating a wedding that was described as a, an amazing man of God. Obviously, the person that took that picture and described him was a paying customer. Jalapeno. When this quote-unquote man of God was pulled over, he was found to have over 2.7 pounds of meth, 2,000 fentanyl pills, cocaine, and a loaded handgun. You know what my loaded handgun is? It's the, it's the King James Bible, brothers and sisters. I will blow you away with the Lord. This is never a good sign at a pastor's house. When police showed up, multiple people fled the home. Thank God it did not catch on fire like David Koresh. He is now facing charges of possession. He's being held in the county jail on a $750,000 bond is set to appear in court on February 2nd. Whatever you do, brother, do not say that you repented to Jesus because Jesus' phone line is busy. Jalapeno. That is how you do a sermon. By the way, nothing scripted. That's right. Is that what my church sounded like when I'd be happy? <laughs> Was it Hunter Biden? The homeless are people, are, are some hill people in Washington. Oh, they are. They really are. Um, by the way, the Dallas Zoo had another fucking problem. Remember a couple weeks ago I told you about a snow leopard getting loose somehow? Well, somebody cut the lock. They're like, here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. The fucking snow leopard went. And then about a week later, they found the snow leopard later that day. About a week later, they found that somebody had gotten into the bird sanctuary and and put a hole in the chest of a buzzard. Why? I, I, I don't know, but okay. Killing the buzzard, that's not good. Well, we've had another incident at the Dallas Zoo. I don't know what's going on. It's in the hood, so this could be a problem. When two monkeys were stolen from the zoo. Now, the, the, these are like big old chimpanzees or nothing. These are uh, Chimarin monkeys, and, and they look they got like a big old white mustache like, like that dude from Kill Bill 2, Pyme. They kind of look like a, a Pyme monkey. I don't think they know karate and, and shogun shit like he knew, but... Uh, Two of them got stolen from the monkey exhibit at the. Brandon kid asked me a question. It's like they don't have cameras there. Well, they they caught a they caught they have a a, a suspect. 
He's a young black fella who's eating Doritos. That's all they got. They got him walking toward the cage before the monkeys were stolen. The monkeys have been found. They were in an abandoned house in Dallas close to the zoo, i.e. crack house. No word on if the monkeys ingested any crack cocaine. But yes, the the new crime-ridden spot in Dallas is the Dallas Zoo. During the briefing on this story, the president thought the monkeys were BLM members. Oh, my gosh. Oh, all right, I'll save some of these for tomorrow. Um, but I have to do this one. I, I, I have to get to this story because this story is so weird. And if this picture is real, and I pray to God that it's real, it's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in my life. And just, oh, my God. By the way, can I, I hope this girl owns the company. Violet Quick is this 20-year-old girl's name. Um, she's from Idaho, and she shared bit footage of her viral video with 22.8 million viewers. She fell pregnant, and she had an IUD inside her already. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that up. Um... She married her husband, and while the two lovebirds weren't planning to have a child, just one in year into their marriage, whoops-a-daisy, they had a child. Arnie, you, you, weren't you saying the donor mentioned something about having weird animals? Pretty sure the whole ass family heard it just say, no, I didn't, uh-uh. Uh-uh, I, I, I haven't said anything about him yet today. Um, well... He is a weird animal, but that's it. Um, they welcomed their son, uh, Rudy, one week ago. And the video, which has got 22.8 million views, shows little Rudy being born. And Rudy is holding his mom's IUD. <laughs> little thing that looks kind of like a little pogo stick. I mean, a tiny, tiny pogo stick that would fit in a hoo-ha. What, did, did he just rip this thing out of her? Well, I tell you what, Rudy, you're a little sumbitch. What did the doctor do, like, when he pulled out the damn kid and it's holding on to the IUD? By the way, could she take more pictures of herself? I mean, this girl is fucking in love with herself. Uh, they say in very rare cases you can get pregnant while using an IUD because your IUD has been misplaced. Oh, shit, we're not supposed to put the IUD in the ass? Oh, God damn it. Well, try again. If you're unable to feel your IUD strings, contact your doctor to schedule an ultrasound exam. If he was Muslim, it would have been an IED. Rudy said, here, Mama, this didn't work. I want a sister now. 
Uh, she revealed that her ID was still in place when she discovered she was expecting. Um, blah, 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 blah. Can you, like, sue the IUD company and go, hey, I wasn't supposed to get pregnant. Now you're going to have to raise this child. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. And I don't mean, look, look, I ain't going to be a dick here. I ain't going to be a dick. I know that people are going to do the hoopty and the doopty. Okay, I, I already know. I already know. There is only one way. There is only one way to prevent pregnancy. And I'm not a proponent of it. But it, it the I I appreciate all these go arounds and the 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 condoms and the IUDs and the 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 whatever the sponges, all this kind of stuff. Let's not forget the rhythm method. The rhythm method has produced more parents than anybody else. I'm sorry, there are two ways. There are two ways. Number one, guaranteed not to get pregnant. Guaranteed. Abstinence. You stay away from it. You just don't have sex. Now, I know that's easier said than done. I get it. But there is a second way. Sanchez family, you might be ahead of me on this. But in the immortal words of me, if you don't want the gut, take it in the butt. You cannot ever get prayed. Look, look. Maybe some of your kids are going to download this later because I'm, like, dirty to listen to. Youngsters, teenagers, you know, you're going through those stages and them hormones now. You young fellas out there, now now listen up. This worked on, on the last generation of girls like Britney Spears. And I, I let me just say this right now. I guarantee. It was a guy who said this first. Um, girls want to uh, hold on to their pregnancy till mar- or their 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 uh, virginity till marriage. Like I said, I guarantee. It was a guy who said, "Hey, honey, if I put it in your butt, you're still a virgin." And there are a lot of girls that that went along with that. A lot of girls. And it's a way you can't get pregnant. So you young fellas out there, you you were hitting you were hitting grand slams before you were even hitting home runs. Swoosh says masturbation, BJ's butt, abstinence, that's how you don't get pregnant. B Coop says you can knock them out of place. I did that with my wife's. Um, don't want kids to, to follow, suck that D and swallow. There you go. There's another good rhyme. Uh, Swoosh says, take care as family. Stay safe, LOL. All right, that is going to do it for us today. We will be back tomorrow for a Friday edition of the show. Holy crap, we've made it all the way to Friday. How kick-ass is that? Please remember that every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So until tomorrow, as family, have a wonderful Thursday night, and I will talk to you then. Uh, Adios, everybody.
is outside waiting to arrest him.